Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Playing Your Cards Right. To all our new listeners, welcome to all the returning people. Howdy, again. So, we have a very, very, very special, special podcast tonight. We're actually doing it tonight for a change. Yeah. It's a little different. But, uh, it's a special one because we have our first guest visitor, who, uh, is going to be our normal guest visitor, I think it's safe to say. Probably. I mean, I, I feel pretty good about that. So. I don't know. It might depend on uh, how it goes. Depends. Am I allowed to cuss on this podcast? Uh, yes, please. And you can most definitely. That's what I want to fucking oh, do. Fucking A. <laughs> fucking A, Cotton. <laughs> F and A, Cotton. <laughs> oh, I got nothing to say. <laughs> let, 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 let's put it this way. You finally learned where... F and A cotton, fi- you know, came from. This is true. Because she had never seen dodgeball before, like what really, the, yeah, really. It was kind of weird. It wasn't in it typically. Well, you're not kind supposed to judge Matthew. Well, <laughs> she she did not play her cards right on that one. Oh. Listen, I watched it and I laughed more than you did. Yeah. But I've seen, seen it. But he's seen it fifty times. Exactly. Well, I'd be kind of worried if he laughed like you did the first time. I'd be like, buddy, are you okay? We need to get some medication. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, I am your host Matthew with co-host Dr. Sam with our special co-host visitor Black Bear. <clears throat> Damn it! <laughs> Let me try that again. We're keeping that blooper shit uh, with Black Bear 1984 from TikTok. Yes, also known as Gene. Yes, Gene. The guy I've known for mm, almost going on 35 years. Good lord. Well, it's That's it's, because it's, you're old. Shut up. We're, we make peace with this in our th- when we turn 30. Yeah. You see, that first friend you have when you walk in the kindergarten door, that's me and him. Mm-hmm. Although I scared shitless of you, but hey, that's okay. Well, I was only three foot nine. I was only two foot... God knows what. Fair enough. I was born, <laughs> I was two foot tall, honestly. It made for a funny joke in college. I had a girlfriend once that asked me, how big were you when you were born? I said, well, I was 24 inches long and two feet tall. <laughs> and she just was like... We had broken up a while back. She was just like, we need to get back together. And I'm like, that's how you tell everybody you didn't cook up. <laughs> <laughs> like, thanks for that. Oh, good Lord. So, as we always start, little podcast updates that we have. Mm-hmm. Uh, the big one is uh, Deshaun Watson. He, uh, they finally came out with what they're going to do, so... He For is, the record, I still think he's sleazy, and I don't like him. He's a total sleazeball. I mean, there, there's no no doubt. He, he, he's he's a douche. I mean, you have 24, 25 women come after you, massage therapists, because you're doing stuff. How do you have the time to do all that? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's that, too. <laughs> I, I, I struggled with having a girlfriend over the summer. Holy shit, 25? I was, one, I was sitting there in my head quiet going, how many are we talking here? You had 25? I was like, the fuck? <laughs> so he, uh, he's being suspended 11 games. And Which is being, more than the original six. Yep. Which means he'll get 15 more charges. Yep. <laughs> and he's Listen, being... Uh, wouldn't surprise me. No. And he's being fined $5 million. And Ouch. so the... Yeah. Uh, the cut that he's taking to his um, pay for the year is somewhere in the, uh, I think it was, here it is, 
He's losing $632,500 this year. Wham. Yeah, boo-hoo. I have no empathy for him. No. He's still making over 400000 Yeah. Or right at. Yeah. I have no he's, empathy. He's, 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 a, he's a total douche. Douche knuckle. You know. Just a complete asshole. I mean, you have to have no game because I was reading about it, and honestly, if you have to force the issue, your game sucks. And the fact that you're an NFL quarterback in your game sucks, that's really pathetic. Yeah. Being and like, it, you have to force yourself on somebody and shit, make them laugh and just be a decent human being. You'd be surprised who will hit on you, you know? He he doesn't have that capability, I don't think. Uh, he, he definitely did not play his cards right. No. <laughs> it sounds like one of those things where people are like, they're used to getting their way, so when they're told no, they're like, mm-hmm. in a bad way, they're like, fucking watch me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just a complete jerk. I mean, my God. His peers would have to come back and say he's innocent for me to change my mind. And even then would be a stretch. Yeah, because, I mean, if you have 25 different women saying you did some shit. At least well, if all one of them recant is. recant their stories, and it's like, okay, did y'all have a meeting and plan this out? Right. It's just Exactly. Yeah. Just a little jacked up. So. I, I'm not saying all 25 of them are true. I'm sure there's some who are just trying to make a name for themselves. But that's still a lot. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's really jacked up. For sure. Well, I and mean, these are like not just relations. These are like SA charges, right? Um, <clears throat> yeah. I think there's a lot of them that they worked outside of court, but... Honestly, one's too many. Yeah. Yeah. Nah. I mean, if you have, if you're snagging and you got 25 girlfriends, that's your business. If that, if you know, but and, here's but the not thing. saying that's okay. But I mean, if everybody's understanding, that's what you're, that's what you're doing. That's your business. But when you've got 25, S- yeah, one is too many. Yeah. Well, and here's the thing: he's got a girlfriend yeah. who's still with him after all of this. Like, that doesn't surprise me. She's no. she's in it for the money. That's, that's what I said. I'm about to say um, that's like literally world <laughs> cliche at this point. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Absolutely, it is. Totally, totally, totally. It's just horrible. Because let's be realistic. If Deshaun Watson worked at Amazon, his shit would have been on the front lawn <laughs> one essay ago, not 25. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. We're working it out on what? <laughs> How yeah. not to be a complete jackass? How Dodge getting gone her syphilis? <laughs> <laughs> and this is why he's going to be on our podcast a lot. You get him and I together, it gets, it gets cracking up real quick. Real easy. My bad. Yeah. <laughs> this is not a very professional, but professional podcast, so, you know. Well, to be fair, I'm not professional on my TikTok, and I'm doing all right. Yeah, you know. Should I'm just happen. here. You're just here? <laughs> Interesting. I'm just a smart-ass on camera, and sometimes it's funny. Hey, I'm a smart-ass always, so. Well, yeah, right. that's true. I mean, I, yeah, should I say off-camera is way better. Well, you know. You know, community guidelines. You turn the camera off, I'm like, fuck their guidelines. <laughs> Fuck you and fuck this. <laughs> well, I like it because I'm doing Instagram right now and I've got a goofy ass character that I've been building. It's called the Anti Troll or the pu- Troll Puppet Master, where I literally make mistakes on purpose because I always say, God forbid you make an error because they'll crucify in the comments. I'm not afraid of words. Bring it the fuck on. All of it's good, so I literally start picking on them on my Instagram thing. And yeah, next thing you know, Instagram's flagging me. 
standing up for myself. I'm like, are you fucking shitting me? I, again, it don't hurt my feelings that I have a, my violation. Five hundred fans, five hundred followers. In. Did I say fans? I blame this beer. <laughs> they're not fans. They're my friends. They're my first personal friends. Each and every one of you. Exactly. <laughs> I, I have made so many damn friends on TikTok. I love it. That has been the biggest blessing in my in years. I won't say in my life because let's be realistic. My children changed me at my core. Yeah. And there are certain things out there, but that one was pretty damn fun. Yeah. The idea that I can just smart off and people in fucking South Africa could go, you're hilarious. I'm like, I never thought I would have a friend in South Africa, but I do. And it's the coolest damn thing that you have this technology now that you connect with people like they're right there. Well, we still haven't had anybody reach out, whoever the heck is listening to us from Belgium. Yeah, we're still waiting on you, so please let us know. Yeah, because I'm, I'm intrigued, like, mm-hmm. where you live in Belgium, like, what, what can you tell us about Belgium? What's a good beer in Belgium? Yeah. That sounds really good. That does. I agree. And where, the, where, yeah. What was it, McNelly's over on 71st and Yale we went to that has a Belgian beer there? Oh yeah. my god, that was so good. And it looks like we have some more people now, someone's listening, listening from Hollywood, mm-hmm. and Los Angeles, and New York, so. Oh goody. Yeah, we're... We, we might be triggering some people this weekend. <laughs> Jumping all over the map. I got an yeah. idea. Hold on a second here. Keep it going. Hold on. Yeah. I'm going to do something interesting. It's definitely interesting to uh, to see the map. Because mm-hmm. it's not just... There's, it looks like there's somebody in Germany. I don't know if it's your brother or not. I don't think it is. I feel like he would have texted me or something saying, Hey, that's good. Or, hey, you guys stink. You should probably stop. <laughs> that's just me. Family? I don't know. Yeah. Rough crowd. Rough crowd. Nah. But yeah, we'll have to we'll have to see that map again. See. But yes, whoever you are in Belgium, we we, we want to hear from you. Mm-hmm. Yes. Definitely. I want to know what's a good beer in Belgium. He wants to know what's a good beer in Belgium. We want to know more about Belgium. We want to know what you think of the podcast. We we're generally intrigued. I mean, I never thought we would have anybody across the pond. I mean, that just. Yeah. I mean, you know, we just started this randomly, and now apparently we have people living listening to us overseas. So yeah. that's freaking awesome. Now, if we could just get somebody from Australia, why Asia and Africa? Oh, and South America, we'd be we'd be worldwide. And Antarctica. Yeah. <laughs> if they're listening to us Listen, in Antarctica, they're not I doing their job. I need someone to to bring me a penguin. That's it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can be back from the zoo in about 30 minutes. I was going to say, I mean, a felony, but you know, I can do it. <laughs> I mean, we could easily arrange going to the zoo, getting this hooked up. I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. I will find this little guy's favorite fish and be like, come on, buddy, we're going for a car ride. <laughs> we'll put it on full blast AC. We'll be all right. Like, he was on full blast AC. He had a cushy pillow. <laughs> and he was in royalty on the way to go see Dr. Sam. Yes. And we brought him back before bedtime. I don't know the problem, officer. Please take these cups off. Yeah. We gave him back. Listen, Dr. Stan works at the mental hospital. She'll figure it out. Exactly. I mean, look at that little penguin now. He's so happy. He got to go on a field trip now. He's telling all the other friends now they want to go. Now he's pissing off the seal, though, because the seal's like, what the hell? No, you can bring the seal, too. It's fine. They're cute. Carefully bite. Yeah. Oh, God. So, yeah, so there's that. Uh, we are two weeks away from football. Yes. So, in two days. Yeah. 
that's going to be fun. Uh-huh. And our trip, so probably a much short video. Trip. Yes, very much needed trip. Uh, so we're probably doing that shorts video that we've been talking about. Um, what else do we got? Uh, probably doing a live sometime at some point. Start doing actual videos. We actually got our um, intro video and outro video up on YouTube. So um, our last podcast, we have it up there. So definitely go check out the intro video and outro video. I think they're pretty awesome, especially the outro video. You get to see us and you get to see the crazy dogs. Yeah. So. I know at least one person has seen them because she messaged me. No. She thought it was great. I think it's pretty awesome. <laughs> so what platforms are we streaming on right now? Uh, we're streaming on all of them except Apple. So yeah, leave it to the iTunes well, to be difficult. Well, we'll get we'll get it all figured out, and once we get it figured out, we'll uh, we'll get the evil empire Apple. We only say that because we're all Android users in here, so you know. Yeah. I, I did have an iPhone at one point, but it was my work phone. So I had one at one point, and it didn't even last a year, and I didn't go back. Uh, I'm going iPhone. Hmm. Uh, I, I had my old Android, my good one, take a dose dive in the other one when I last floated. <laughs> and a bag of rice couldn't save it. I almost gave it CPR because that was my business phone. Um, not sure how to pull that off. But anyway, so I got this new one right here. And then in the meantime, uh, thank God, my ex-wife loaned me an iPhone 12, I think it was. Hmm. And it had Wi-Fi. My car has Wi-Fi. So I ended up doing TikToks with it. And I'll be damned, that camera was so good compared to this one. And granted, this is a cheap Android I'm using right now, but still, I was like, I'm almost going to have to use that for my TikToks. It was like crystal clear videos. And I was just like, well, shit, fair enough. Okay. Yeah, I paid I paid for this one, but it's freaking awesome. The like, camera strictly is just... business, Apple. <laughs> this, this, this one, so I have the uh, Samsung Galaxy S22 Ultra. Yeah. Cameras and everything else is just insane. It is. So we were up in uh, the upper deck for the Jason Aldean concert, basically right near the top, I can zoom in, see Aldean, and it's like picture-perfect clear. Yeah. It's scary. It's funny. I've got a cheap Walmart phone. <laughs> hey. I was, I was, I had a deal worked out with somebody to get an iPhone, not my ex-wife, someone else, and it didn't work out. So I was like, fair enough. I'll just get one later. It is what it it's is. It's working, so I'm like not eager to have to go replace it. So I'm like, well, damn, it's doing what it's supposed to. I don't see a reason to go spend money on one. No. Especially with... Till, I'll just wait till it takes a nosedive in the river when I go back later this month. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah. Be like, well, I'll be like, oh, well, shit. I guess I'll have to get a new phone. I won't have to talk to anybody the rest of the day. How oh, sad. <laughs> At my old job, I would have liked that idea. Well, you know, that's what's going to be nice about when we go to Aruba. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have international plan, but... I do not, and I don't plan to get one. Well, <laughs> anybody who needs to get a hold of us... will know how to get a hold of us. will know how to get a hold of us. Past that, disconnect. Mm-hmm. It's going to be great. We should just leave, we should just leave our uh, phones in airplane mode whenever we get to Tampa. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> the sad thing is, I probably would forget. <laughs> and then we'd be, well. Well, it's okay. Without. As long as one of us has <laughs> signal for, you know, the essential stuff. Not necessarily chatting and et cetera, et cetera. But. That's what I got you for. No. Oh. <laughs> That's all I'm looking for? 
No, but it's one of the highlights. Uh-huh. Mr. Tech Savvy. Yeah, well, you know. So, today's podcast is all about foster care adoption issues because uh, both of these two, besides me, have dealt with it in one shape or way or another, and one is actually still in it. So, it'll be kind of interesting to uh, get everyone's opinions, but from your opinion, Dr. Sam. Uh-huh, that's since, me. Since, yeah. No, no, no <laughs> shit, Sherlock. <laughs> Smart ass. <laughs> so, what problems did you see as far as issues of adoption, issues of foster care, and we can definitely get into some statistics of it, but what'd you see? Well. At your old job. Okay. So focusing on job only, because I did, I was a licensed foster parent for four years as well, which brought a whole different set of issues. Um, in, in my job, I, you know, for 13-ish, 13 and a half years, I worked with kids who had mental health issues, whether that was depression, PTSD, ADHD, oppositional defiance, all of that. And when it came to my patients or clients who were in foster care, um, we saw a wide range of, of mental health issues and it affected all areas of their life. Anything from developmentally being on target to having such severe behaviors, four-year-olds were being expelled from school. Jeez. I mean, at, at four. Um, I remember that when I worked in residential, um, which was before I went into the case management and therapeutic side of things, um, I had a 16-year-old who would purposely self-sabotage getting released because when he would be discharged from residential he would be going back into a foster home and while in a foster home he got angry one time punched a hole in a wall and all of a sudden ended up in residential no other supporting evidence of needing it that's what the state did and it messed him up and he continued to self-sabotage and he was still there for quite a while after I had quit working residential. And he had been there, I think, six months before I started. And so um, it really does take a toll on the kids. And it, it affects them in that moment and in their future. Because with, with the situation of the four-year-old, he's now labeled a bad kid at four years old. Not yeah. even starting kindergarten and is being expected to go through all of school now and try and be successful when, and I know we're human, and people just, people are human. They will label him as such. And what I would see, you know, with the different age ranges is if a kid is told they're a bad kid often enough, why should they be good? Yeah, that makes sense. They might as well be a bad kid. That's what they've been told they are. Yep. And so, seeing a lot of that. Um, But I think, you know, some of the saddest things were, 
you know, kids who wanted to go back home and parents didn't want them and would flat out say, I don't want you. And we're talking 12, 13 year olds. Like they know. Yep. They know. Yep. And then we as professionals are there and are supposed to help pick up those pieces. Yep. And you can't. One, the kid has to want it for themselves. But two, you just can't. Yep. Nope. The, uh, what kind of brought about this topic as, uh, many may remember from one of our earlier episodes, no matter where you stand on the whole entire Roe versus Wade mm-hmm. abortion issue, um, there's a huge, huge, huge problem within the foster care system, adoption. I mean, the system is completely failing. Well, and not only that, but I feel like parts of it are corrupt. I mean, I had a girl in foster care who was pregnant, and the foster mom had her removed for the baby's safety. So she made up this huge story about what my teenage client had done to get her removed and not be in the same home as her baby anymore. So you've not only taken this teenage girl away from her biological family. She had several foster placements before this one. This mom agreed to adopt her. Well, mom and dad agreed to adopt her knowing she was pregnant. Once baby is there, then they do what they can to get rid of her. So now she's lost her supposed adoptive family and her baby. Yep. And then what we have to tell her, oh, life is going to be just fine. We can't do that. No. I mean, she 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 had seen it all. Yep. And life told her she was not worthy. Yep. So here's some stats for y'all. Kind of ponder, think about. One in eight American children is abused or neglected by the age of 18. One in 17 kids enter foster care. The rate of foster care placement increases to one in nine for black children and one in seven for Native American children. Upwards of 70% of youth involved in the juvenile justice system have been involved in the child welfare system. Mm -hmm. 50% of foster youth will not graduate from high school on time. 48% of girls in foster care become pregnant by the age of 19. 60% of child trafficking victims have histories in foster care, which is insane. 33% of homeless young adults were previously in foster care. Kids in foster care are four times more than likely than other children to attempt suicide. Um, They are seven times as likely... um, to experience depression, six times as likely to ex- exhibit behavioral problems, five times as likely to feel anxiety, uh, three times as likely to have attention deficit disorder, hearing impairments, and vision issues, mm-hmm. and they're twice as likely to suffer from learning disabilities, developmental delays, asthma, obesity, and speech problems. Yes. And that's insane. But then, let's also flip script. And look at the challenges for foster parents. Because it's not just the kids who are going to have issues. It's also foster parents and or adopted parents. I think you could probably intertwine these. 
Um, challenges for the foster parents. Understanding mixed feeling towards the child's birth parents. Recognizing their difficulties and letting the child return to birth parents. Dealing with complex needs, emotional, physical, etc. of the kids in their care. Working with sponsoring social agencies. Finding needing, needed support services in the community. And dealing with kids' emotions and behaviors following visits with birth parents. So, it's not a rosy picture that a lot of people may point it out to be. But there's definitely some hardships in adopting and being a foster parent. Mm-hmm. And... We're just so lucky that you both have done this in one form of a way. So, and in two very different areas. And in two different areas. Yeah. Because I was more rural. Well, deemed more rural. And both different ethnicities, so there's that too. I mean, yeah. call the freaking, you know, mm-hmm. cat in the room. I mean, that there is a difference there. Mm-hmm. No matter what anybody says, it, it could affect. Well... I know from experience when I went through my foster care training, they are open with you in that training. They say, look, not everyone's comfortable with different races. Mm -hmm. They say, so we'll ask you point blank, is race an issue for you? Do you need the baby to be the same race? They said, if it is the case, no one's going to judge you That's because that can be a challenge. Now, whenever me and my now ex-wife went through training, we told them, I don't see color. I don't see race. I just see a baby in need. And I meant that. And so it did have challenges, um, but they weren't anything that was unbearable. It was things that you just made yourself ready for when they came. Because one th- thing I remember in particular was one night when we had, it was just, uh, I had just one of my sons at the time, and he's African American, my ex-wife is white, and I'm Native American. None of us match. <laughs> so we walk into this Mexican restaurant, and I see this obnoxious, older white gentleman blurred out when he looks at us and sees us and says well I see somebody was forgiven and your instinct is to want to immediately go motherfucker first of all but Mm -hmm. I did one a little bit better because I have learned that blind rage will give you the cops but calm and collected will scare the shit out of some people when you're 6'5 330 pounds which it was at the time right I politely and calmly walked over to this gentleman, and I sat down on one knee, and I said, Sir, would you care to explain to me again what you said about my son? And just paused, at this psychological pause for three seconds, and he was sitting there sweating bullets like, uh, what is this guy going to do to me? Mm-hmm. Because unapologetically walked over to his table and knelt down like I was a server. <laughs> so I guarantee you half the table had no clue I was even there. I said, let me make something very clear. That child has seen things that would turn your face white. Mm-hmm. I, re- I kindly ask you to be more respectable of my son and got up and walked away when we left the restaurant this man wouldn't even look at me I didn't threaten him I didn't raise my voice I just very calmly with my voice explained the situation to him and then got up and walked away that was terrifying enough Yeah. if I'd have flown off the handle that I'd gotten cops called oh, yeah, and sure. I would have lost my son Oh yeah, for sure. But that was a big challenge that I did see. But it wasn't ever a problem for me I don't care about those things again I don't see race All Right. I don't see color uh, the other time was when I was in Walmart. I was actually telling uh, one of my uh, writers about this story earlier. I was in Walmart and just me with my oldest son. And he was barely two years old at the time. He was still technically a foster child. I hadn't adopted him yet. And I walked into this Walmart, and it was this this white lady uh, just out of nowhere, just out of decided to put it upon herself to ask me. She goes, I've got to ask, how do you have a black son? And I just kind of looked at her. And again, I could have easily you know, got upset, but I said, hmm. I got an idea. So I went, 
Well, because his mother's African American. And just paused long enough for her to go, Oh dear God, I'm racist. <laughs> and yes, she was, because I referred to him as my black son or my adopted son. He right. was my son. The only time I ever said foster son was the first time I referenced it to one of my buddies, and he was the one that told me that. He said, Dude, call him your son. Like to yourself until and but be realistic in knowing the situation that he could go home. But give him the respect in your home of being a son. So he if you do adopt him, he doesn't have that complex of I don't belong. Mm-hmm. Made perfect sense. I was like, you're right. I, I never like said this is my son when he was a foster. I was realistic with adults. I said, you know, he's in foster care, blah blah blah. But I always looked at him and said, While you're in my home, you are my son. It was a term I used if only for a little while, basically meaning even if it's just for a little while, I will take care of you like you're my own child. Yep. And, yeah, the drawback was there were plenty of children that went home. I only adopted two, but I fostered uh, several, several. And, yeah, there was a couple of times where, you know, adoptions fell through, and then all of a sudden someone in family stepped up, and all of a sudden they're gone. Mm-hmm. That yep. is the most heartbreaking thing ever because you do bond with those children. Yep. You do give them. But at the same time, I don't regret the time because you know the funniest thing ever was like I had a little girl who fostered that looked just like my little sister when she was little to the point that people went okay with your sons with your son you know we're open that he was adopted they said but honestly when she figures out she's adopted she's not going to believe you because she'll look just like you <laughs> right yep. Sad I remember that yep. family yep. and it is what it is you know I, I dealt with it and processed it but that was a hard aspect of it a lot of people have said you know I could never do that job because I'd be so devastated if they went home and what I finally one day got tired of hearing that because I went you know what it's not as heartbreaking as these children who age out of the system at 18 yep. years old and have nothing. Yep. Yeah. One of my closest friends was in foster care. I'll leave his story details out, but what happened was he aged out of the system at 18 years old. And you know what they showed him? The door. Yep. Yep. He told me for the next six months of his life, he spent re- sleeping on the bed of the Arkansas River in the sand and made his own tent. He literally had to put himself back together with yep. nothing. There was yep. no resources. He had to find everything himself. At 18 years old, that would have scared the shit out of me. Oh, yeah. To be sleeping at the Arkansas River where the homeless piss at, at 18 years old, that had to have been terrifying. Oh, God. And there are children who go through that and go through worse than that today because that was 30 years ago. Yep. The world has gotten way worse in 30 years. Oh, yeah. No doubt. The stat that blew me away when I was in training was this. If one family in every three churches, regardless of size, took in one child in need mm-hmm. in Oklahoma, there would be no children in need in Oklahoma. Yep. Period. Yeah. One family in three churches, and I thought I made it automatically of the three biggest churches. I'll leave names out because I don't want to piss anyone off. Oh, to hell with it. Uh, but anyway, the, not that I'm calling them out, but just as an example of sizes don't matter. I mean, Church on the Move, Victory Church, Life Church, that's three churches. One family out of those three step up, no children in need. Those mm-hmm. are massive. Mm-hmm. And it says it even says in there and it even says to take care of the widows and orphans. So yep. to me Absolutely. the church is the one that needs to step up and take those children out. If there are children in need, then the church in general is dropping the ball. Because it's right there in your Bible. Take care of the widows and orphans. Didn't say everybody, one family, three churches. There's definitely a lot there that needs to happen with that for sure. Yeah. Um, question though. Uh, whenever you went through the foster 
part and then adoption, did they offer you any counseling? Yes. And now, the kids? Now, one thing I will say is that with my boys, the process, the two I did adopt, thank God the process in general, at least with DHS, was very, very smooth for us. I'm thankful to God for that because I knew some couples that went through years of torment. Yep. And when we told them how, and I don't know how we did it. Like, it was just a God thing, I guess. Right. Because literally, I have no clue how in the world things happened and lined up the way they did for us to where we got everything done. And all it told me was, you know, it was supposed to happen that way. Right. And so, um, the big challenges we had was more along the lines of the family that was challenging the adopt, challenging us basically having them. Um, because... The fact that we had we were a different race really offended some people on the other side of the family. And they were trying to find relatives and they were using the excuse that they just wanted to keep their uh, they just wanted they just wanted him in a black family. I went, you do understand that he's fed every day. He has more clothes than he knows what to do with. His bed is clean, soft, we have no rodents, no bugs, he's in a safe home, we both have jobs, we both have no records we have no i'm like you can't he is as safe as it comes right but you only see this color of our skin and i'm like i'm native so it's like seriously like what the hell all i see is a child in need and you see my skin color yep Mm -hmm. and that frustrated me to no end because again all the and well they didn't know what i was they referred to me as white and i'm like And then and the social worker even told me, they said, they don't know what you are. They keep trying to figure out what your race is. I said, I said fuck with them. Tell them I'm Armenian. <laughs> and there is a reason for that because it was actually, they were trying to find us. They were, that it was actually, you know, it was actually a very dangerous situation to where there was some dangerous people involved. I had to carry protection on me 24-7. And you, you learn to watch your, you learn to see in the back of your head when you know that you're in the city and there, you learn what to look for. Right. And because you had to. I got spotted in Reesers yeah. with my son. And it was the cashier. And I was like, well, shit, she's going to check my food out. And I didn't act scared. I mean, again, act like you've been there. Yep. Because she shouted his name out. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm sorry, who are you talking about? And she pointed at him. I said, well, I know. I said, well, his nickname is this. And da-da-da. I'm like, well, how do you know? And she said, that's my nephew. I went, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, that, that's definitely some jacked up stuff. Yeah. And, but again, I played it cool. I went, okay, well, cool. Nice to meet you. And we got our food checked out. And immediately I called the social worker because I automatically knew. I'm like, that's going to get back to mom. Mom's going to flip out and make it worse than what it was. Because I yep. automatically knew he had yogurt on his jacket. They had samples back then. This is pre-COVID, so we actually got to sample food back then. <laughs> and shocking. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, the idea now you're like, nasty. <laughs> but anyway, germs. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, he, he goes messy. He was two, you know? Yeah. He had he had yogurt on there, and he was fitting Imagine with Imagine that, a two-year-old messy? And no. so the story what? that got back to the social worker via the mom was she claimed the mom, the mom said, well, I heard he was a mess and had no shoes, was screaming for his mother. No, I first called my social worker when I got to research the parking lot and said, this is what he looked like. This is what the scenario was. He was doing this whenever we were checking out because I knew right away. Because, again, they told us families will do that. They will yep. stir it up to try to get you, you know, in trouble to where you're losing your kid to mess it up. And they don't care mm-hmm. about the kid. They care about their own ego right? when people oh, get yeah. like that. And I'm not talking about any specific genre of people, but just people in general. Yep. Whenever they feel like, you know, something belongs to them, which I get. It's your children. But what was crazy was they told her. Because, again, I will leave details out because I'm one I can't talk about it. But yeah. what they told her was this. They said the situation was simple. 
Um, get a job, keep it. Stop breaking the law. Don't do drugs. Weed was legal back then, so you couldn't even do weed back then. Yep. Um, they said, get a safe place to stay. Get a, get a reliable uh, motor transportation. They said, we'll help you find a job. We'll help you get housing. You can get food stamps. You can get, uh, we'll even help you get f- uh, special financing and get an automobile. Mm-hmm. Literally nice. told her, we'll give, you, we'll give you all these things. And in 90 days, your son comes home. Could you she refused and said, I, no, you, and, the, and then, this is me quoting, but she went, no, you're just trying to have a live white man's way. I went, no, it's being a fucking adult. Yeah. And again, I read the, I read the sheet about what, what all my son had been through. It broke my heart. I'm going to leave details out. But yeah. it was one of those where I was like, it, it made me, the hardest one ever was whenever he had a dot on his arm when he was barely two years old. He didn't speak to me. He was afraid of men back then. And he was just starting to give me words. And I remember I asked him, and I just didn't, not thinking, I saw it for the first time when I realized what it was, and I, I knew what it was, and not thinking, I asked, I said, whoa, what's that? And then it dawned on me, oh, shit, I know what that is. And I didn't want to hear it, but my son looked at it, and the first time first time he made a full sense to me, he looked at it and said, I wouldn't be quiet. And that mm-hmm. killed me. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like, again, these kids have seen things that'll turn your face white. Mm-hmm. And it made me realize there was bigger things than myself in this world. Oh, yeah. Honestly. It'll humble you real quick. Yeah, because I'm like, that kid has, that kid is tough as nails, even though he is the sweetest little boy ever. Mm-hmm. For you, did, obviously it's a little different mm-hmm. because you are a quote-unquote counselor, kind of. Mm-hmm. Did they offer you anything, though, in Missouri? No, not a thing. Freaky. Um... We didn't even have a support group until my licensing person said, oh, we used to have one, but we don't have anywhere to host it. And I said, I'm the pastor's granddaughter. I got a church at my disposal. And then we had one four times a year. That's just creepy, though. And that that was it. That's just creepy, though. There was no counseling offered for you Uh or... And then... If I had chosen to go to counseling... It would be on my dime. That's crazy. Which meant I had really crappy insurance, which meant I would be paying $50 every session. Good Lord. And with even, you know, kids in my home and the things I learned about them, if I didn't know myself well enough and I didn't work in mental health, there's no way. There's no way I could have handled it without nope. support. Well, because these kids, I mean, some of them may not necessarily see all bad things necessarily, but a lot of them have seen some shit mm-hmm. that, like you said, will just make your freaking skin curl because you're just like, what? No. That's just insane. <laughs> Especially to see that as a kid. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I can only imagine. So, for you... Uh-huh. What kind of strain did adopting, fostering put on your relationship with your ex-wife? I'm divorced. <laughs> well, obviously. That's, that's the short answer. That's the short answer. <laughs> but I mean... That's the so, simple answer. So, so before fostering and then fostering or whatever, because I'm sure that put a humongous strain on just your relationship in general. I mean, to be fair... Um... 
not to air out any dirty laundry, but I mean, honestly, going into foster care was my attempt to save my marriage because we tried for 10 years to have children and we had a couple of devastating miscarriages Right. that hindsight we never recovered from. We miscarried in 2012 and it was, um, we ended up make we ended up grieving separately. Even though we were still together, we were in the same home, you know, we ended up grieving separately. We pushed each other away. Right. Um, and so by the time we, I agreed to foster, because she always had a heart to adopt. She always wanted to foster adopt. She's always had a heart for children, to her credit. And so I was the one who was hesitant because I got a job at Bell's Amusement Park at 17 and in a month decided I hated children <laughs> for about 10 years. And it was like, and I, I mean, to be fair, I was 17 years old. I mean, yeah. I was I was realizing that kids are little shits sometimes <laughs> yep. at 17. Like... I was looking like, I hate this job. I don't want to do this anymore. And then realizing what little shits we were. Well, and then you tie it into, you know, you know you're at that young yourself. age and everybody's like, we, you know, you got to have kids now. I was like, who says I do? Yep. What if I want to enjoy just being married for years, <laughs> just doing a thing? And it, it drove, it kind of was that stressor where it was like always in the forefront. Well, then we actually did start trying. I was about 27 before I finally was like, I could be a dad. And it wasn't like I wanted to be a player or anything. I was married. You know, it was just, I was scared of the idea of a human being, making a human being responsible for it. I still liked video games and being a kid still. Even though I had a full-time job and I lived on my own, we were grown adults, but I was a big-ass nerd. So anyway, um, finally I decided to give it a shot. I said, maybe, again, again, I will openly admit, I went into foster care with the hopes of saving my marriage. I was like, she wanted children. It was really taking a toll on our marriage. We went into training and we went into that. And the strain of being a parent is, you know, just like the strain of being a foster parent. There are, it's just different. I right. can't even say one's worse than the other because I'm not a parent biologically. But I can tell you I've been through the hell and back right. as a foster parent mm-hmm. and as, you know, in general. Because, again, children are children. Yep. Life is life. What do you think would, if you didn't have all that, like the, the marriage, saving your marriage, whatever, say it's just someone that's, in a good marriage, whatever, what would you say would be strains on a normal, quote-unquote, The biggest marriage? strains, I would say, that were hard in the beginning. Because it wasn't like we started fostering and then went collapsed. It right. was, I mean, we, we were very solid for years before things went belly up. But um, the biggest challenges that you would fight, face is the, um, the things beyond your control. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, and it's nothing again. It's nothing to you know. It's nothing to you know. Blame kids on. They can't right. help it. Trauma is trauma. But the hardest one was visitation day, mm-hmm. mainly because they get retriggered. Yes. Right. And yep. the night is a fucking nightmare. You don't regret it. You love them. You care for them. So you're like, I'm here for you. But it tears you up inside because you know they're miserable. Yeah. You know their nervous system is yeah. broken to capacity. They've only had their brains for a few years. So imagine processing something that they, the things that they've seen, they may be easier for an adult. But imagine, you know, you're two, three years old. Imagine yourself at that age seeing some of those things. How mm-hmm. would you react it? It would terrify most people. Um, My eight-year-old I had visitation days were the worst yeah because mom would make promises and then of course she she the girl's in state custody so mom can't say yeah and then i'd have to be the one to tell her no like that's not that's not happening and then we'd have four-year-old meltdowns at eight yeah for hours and you also go into foster care i mean you get training 
But if you think about but it, but it's minimal. <laughs> but you also get completely blindsided going into it because if you think about it, when you when you get pregnant, you have nine months to get your house together. Yep. I had two hours. Fair. I started training. Well, fair enough. Hold on, backtrack. I got training. I got. I got training, three months of training, mm-hmm. and then placement. I had yeah. three months to get figure out how to be a parent. Get my in those three months, I got my house up to DHS code, right? Mm-hmm. And then got the crib, and then um, got the crib uh, donated to us. But we didn't have any clothes. We didn't have anything because we had no kids. You don't do, when you get your first placement, you don't have squat, right? Because you don't know what you're going to get. Sizes, I had a crib everything. and a bed. Yeah, I had a crib mattress and a bed sheet. A crib mattress, crib dresser, and a bed. Uh, you know, basic bedding. That's it mm-hmm. because you have no way to prepare for what you're going to get. All you know is you need one or the other. The night we <laughs> got my oldest son, he was my very first placement. The night <laughs> we got him, I mean, literally, we got him. Put him in the car. I went into Walmart, bought a pack of diapers that they said would fit him, and a, a pajamas that I said should fit him, which was the eighteen months ones. They barely. He's a big. He's always been a big old boy. Yep. He's just, I don't know how, because again, his bio parents were very, very little, and he's already as tall as both of them almost. I'm like, you're gonna be a giant like me. You try too hard to be like daddy. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to alter my DNA to be tall like you. I'm impressed. (laughs) I will say my first placement came with a lot of clothes, which is good because he was 11 months old and almost 30 pounds. Uh, I mean, big old boy. Um, Otherwise, I'd have been in the same situation. I mean, I didn't have any food. I didn't have any diapers. And thankfully, he came with, I think, a weekend's worth of diapers and a little bit of food. And so... Mom and I were able to go shopping for that once I had him, yeah. but makes sense. Got had, had nothing for a little boy. Yeah. Also has very very good resources resource center uh, that I utilized that they give you like you know four pair of tops bottoms shoes pajamas jackets every month. Mm-hmm. Right. That was a godsend because kids love to grow. Yeah, <laughs> and when we got Jaden. We got my, you know, we got we got him. We, uh, I called up my, I called up one of those places up because they told us once you get your first placement, call us as soon as you can. We'll get you clothes mm-hmm. as quick as possible. And thank God they did. I called him. I said, hey, you know, we got our placement. He's this big. He's this age. I got nothing. <laughs> I bought him a pair of pajamas. I threw the clothes he had on in the washing machine, shoes and all. Dried them, put those back on him. That's all we had. We didn't have, I say we didn't have anything. We had one resource for foster kids in my entire Southwest Missouri area. And I didn't even know about it as a foster parent. Crazy. Like, how how do you not tell a foster parent about the foster parent resources for things like clothes or cribs or car seats? The only way I knew is because my ex-wife is a big-time planner, mm-hmm. and she found it. Yep. yep. That was the only way we knew, because if we ha- if she hadn't done that, we wouldn't have known. And that was that saved us so much with um, expenses, because like I said, kids love to grow. Yep. They can't mm-hmm. help it. Love to eat. what they do. Yep. yep. I-, I will say, though, if I had a placement, I was, I was licensed for zero to five, so that way I could take any gender without weirdness, because I was single female um fostering and so i did not want any boys over the age of five so i licensed for zero to five and 
Um, I don't know where I was going with this now. <laughs> it's been a long day. Yeah. I'll think of it. You'll anyway. think of it. We'll come back to it if you think okay. of it. We also have to bow to DHS, too, in a way, too, because oh, yeah. in training, they told us. They said, do not be afraid to, t- to tell DHS no. They will walk all over if you yes. let them. And because we were in Oklahoma, ours was zero to two. Mm-hmm. Like, they do, it said zero to five. Oklahoma at the time was zero to two. And they called us up. Well, what started as a phone call from a family member from my now ex-in-laws turned into us having, uh, turned into DHS trying to strong arm us and not pay us. And they're so really good at they're not paying. good at trying to find ways. And I'm very good as an ex bill collector saying, uh, hold no, the hell you won't. <laughs> yep. You know, I told them, I said, I'm not a business, but I'm not a charity. At one point they tried to tell me, Well, we don't have any records that this child was in your home. That the child is still me. in my home, come take a look. Yeah, I'm like, do you want a picture of it? Because now I'm scared. Like, wait a minute, you guys don't know what happened? Hold the fuck up. <laughs> I mean, seriously, that's exactly what I would say to the social worker, verbatim. If I was like, then come get your kid, get this kid, because I don't want the, I don't want a missing person report. And then right. come like, you ever seen Blues Brothers 2000? Yeah. yeah. No, thank you. <laughs> well, need we say more? It's the government. Yeah. I well, do, I do right. remember what I was going to say. So, the one resource that I was given up front was if I had a kid zero to five, I was eligible for WIC for Mm. some food. Mm -hmm. But that's so specific that the kids coming in to care are used to not good fruit, not good foods. And so trying to get them to eat fruits and vegetables and milk and cheese, like those kinds of things are very difficult if it's not pizza rolls or macaroni or right. fish sticks or <laughs> food I don't typically keep in my home. Yep. That was something that I oddly loved watching my son do mm-hmm. was I would cut up bananas and strawberries and just watch him be fascinated by them and then start eating mm-hmm. them and realize they're like candy. Yeah. He has no sweet tooth whatsoever, oddly enough. Like, I, I won't get him a birthday cake. I'll get him a fruit bowl and he will be happy as a kid in Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah. And so, and I... But I got the greatest thrill watching my, you know, son when he was just a foster child, 18 months old, just sit there with his newly discovered strawberries and bananas and just sit mm-hmm. there eating them. And it's just the innocence of it. I loved it so yep. much. For Fruits sure. and vegetables, when I had the eight-year-old, was a huge problem. I, if I put a carrot on her plate, it was instant meltdown. Instantly. I never said she had to eat it. But by law, I had to offer it to her and put it on her plate. Yeah. And it was an instant meltdown. And for two hours. And all I would just say is, remember, you don't have to eat it, but you need to eat something. And she's got all these things on her plate to pick from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> no, you want, you want your specific foods, and I understand that those are your comfort foods. But I'm still putting the carrot on your plate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. It's still going there. You don't have to eat it. You don't have to touch it. Don't even look at it. I don't care. <laughs> right. It's going yep. on your plate. Yep. Say, this is a formality. <laughs> Please don't throw things. You can throw it at me for all I care. I don't <laughs> right. care. It's like, I caught it. I was ready this time. <laughs> so we'll switch it to adoption for this question. Okay. So... 
I don't know, because we haven't even talked about this, if you've talked to both of them about them being adopted or not. Always open from the very beginning. I had to be because my kids look nothing like me. I mean, Jaden's African. Right. My oldest African American, my youngest is, you know, half native, half Haitian. And we we don't, none of us look alike. Right. And so it was going to become, and it was very apparent very quickly to them as well. Um, Jade, or my oldest, was five years old whenever he uh, asked me one day, he goes, Daddy, why do I look different from everyone else? Because his youngest, his younger brother was mm-hmm. just a baby back then. Yep. And me and my ex-wife were still married. We we're all in the same house. And I looked at him. I thought about it for a second. I went, well, son, think. Of, look at it this way. Look around the house. None of us match. doesn't matter that we don't match. What matters is that we love each other. Period. And they kind of let him sit there and think about it. And he went, okay, that works for me. And it kind of baffled me because it was like a five-year-old gets that, but there are grown adults who just don't want to get that. Yep, nope, for sure. Yeah. I figured that was probably the case because... Yeah, I mean, (coughs) we knew from the get-go, once we decided we were going to adopt them, we're going to be open because, I mean, eventually the day would come when they would figure it out, and I would feel like they would be like, why couldn't you have told us? We could have handled it, you know, we would have figured it out, you know, and I would have felt stupid for essentially lying to them like, you know, they were... So I was just open in front about it. I said, here's what happened. Because my oldest still remembers tidbits from his past. Very yep. little thing. But, but he still has a few memories of it. So there was, you know, he, you know, but so there was no point in me trying to, you know, hide that fact right. from him. I just went, here's what it was. And I told him, I said, think of it this way. I got to meet you, get to know you. And then I got to decide, I want you here the rest of my life. Right. Because my children, I'm not burying my children. My children will bury me. Right. So it's like, I, and so, and when I told, explained to them like that, it, literally the fact that they're adopted has never bothered them. Good. Well, well, so, caveat off of that. So, what would you tell someone who's struggling with that? Like, how to tell their kids they're adopted or mom and dad are getting divorced? Cause you've gone through it. So, like, how, how would you help with, someone in that situation? With being adopted, own, up, own it. Literally just own it 100% unapologetically. It's not, because again, it's not like, it's not like the movies where you wind up on my doorstep and I'm stuck with you. It's like, no, I went to training to be a parent. I got to meet you. I got to have you in my home. I got to learn your personality. And then I, and then when they uh-huh. asked me, do you want, I got the trial run as a parent. I said, they right. asked me, do you want to keep this child permanently? Absolutely yes. So yeah. the thing with adoption, own it. I chose you. Yep. Divorce, on the other hand, bullshit. <laughs> Had to crack that one. Disclaimer, um, by my actions, I suck at relationships. <laughs> I hate to admit it, but I honestly do. Well, in that case, I do too, so hey. But still, I mean, I only need one to work, you know? <laughs> if you think about it, I only need one to work. Yep. And then I'm good. So, um, divorce, I... That's, I that's a hard... It depends on the reason for the, separ- the, for the split. I mean... I know the reasons with mine, and the hard part about that was the home was insanely toxic by the time the pandemic came. Right. Um, Now, we weren't violent, thank God, but the home was chaotic. There was a lot of fighting and arguing. There was a a lot of divorces happened during the pandemic when all of a sudden you went into quarantine. You were like, I just spent two (laughs) weeks with this person, four weeks with this person. Yep. (laughs) Two years. Someone gets fired, (laughs) you know. And then it's like, 
you know, the other person there, there's the deemed essential, so they're, you know, it, it just was a clusterstorm of so mm-hmm. many problems. And it finally, when everything came to a head and the marriage ended and I moved out, because um, it, it was making me a person that I didn't like. Yep. Again, there was never violence in the home. Right. But my lowest point was the day before Mother's Day, there was so much fighting in the home. There was, and, and I ended up just in a hit of anger, just being like, a frustration, just being like, are you kidding me? And I ended up knocking a hole in the wall. And I took a step back because I'm like, I've never done something like that. I literally shook me. I was, yep. like, again, I've never been that angry before. And I was like, I need to go outside. I immediately left the house, went in the backyard, and just sat there going, did I just seriously put a hole in my fucking wall? Are we that point? Like, again, it was just insane. Again, I know that people have been through way, way, way oh, worse. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Keep in mind, my ex-wife and I, and not to air dirty laundry out, but unfortunately, divorce is not just, hey, this thing ain't working out. I mean, yeah. obviously, shit goes bad. Yep. And admittingly, to, to double-edged sword, we never fought. We swept everything under the rug until we erupted. Yep. And when we erupted, it was too late. Yep. Nope. I think that was my first divorce, too. And kind of so... Situation. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. Um, it was there's a lot of details I have I leave out, but what I finally explained to my boys because when it came down to it, I was the one that made the final decision of whether I wanted to stay or go. And admittingly, the chaos was so bad that I finally said, you know what, I would rather raise my home, raise my boys into peaceful homes, than spend the next 15 more years trying to make a chaotic home work because they've been through enough. Right. And at that point, we had gotten talks to where I was like, "We're about to be, we're about to be another reason for them to have trauma." No, this is not going to work. And so, it was a tough decision to do so. Um, we split. They have a system. We have a system down to where they see both of us equally. Right. Um, now, as they both are both in school now, obviously they sleep. They stay with their moms. Their moms getting remarried. So obviously, there's a home with. And he's a great guy, you know. So it's like. There's a stable home there. Yep. So we all are agreement that, you know, during the school year, they stay with their mom. But at the same time, we're in a great co-parenting relationship. So I pick them up from school, bring them home. Uh, we have dinner, sleepovers. Like I said, you know, it's, it's worked really, really well. But I made it very apparent to my children. I said, look, guys, at the end of the day, I was the one that made the final decision and decided that the home we had was too insanely chaotic. It was too much. It said, you saw how bad mommy and daddy were fighting. Now we don't fight. Now we talk. Now we've solved problems. Now there is, you know, a lot more peace in the home. I said yep. it sucks because, you know, we're mom and dad, but unfortunately, those divorce happens. Yep. And it was it was just like with any other children. I had to explain to them that, you know, we both still love you dearly. We both, you have two homes and you are going, you, he has, you know, she's getting remarried. So obviously she's going to have, you know, a new stepdad. Yep. I'm doing my thing and I'm like, you know, I'm like, Daddy has time for you guys in his business. That's it. You know, I'm like, I don't need a girlfriend. Daddy needs you. I was like, the way I figured it out finally was, I said, my boys need their father more than I need a partner. Yep. Honestly. Makes sense. And it's all about keeping kids first. Exactly. Because... Because too many divorces or whatever, right, from things I've seen, whatever, you know, just even from my time working in the hospital, because you got to deal with that kind of situation or whatever... It was always about, you know, you'd hear the dirty laundry of, well, 
you know, I need the kids because, you know, they're in my meal train, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you don't even care for those kids. You just see dollar signs. The first thing I did whenever me and my ex-wife split, because we did get an adoption stipend for my oldest son. Right. But the debit card that we got the money on was in my wallet. The very first thing I did was take that out of my wallet and say, this is yours now. And that was, I'll leave the amount out, but let's just say, she still gets to this day. And it's, I literally said, here you go, the pin, she knew the pin. I said, automatically, I said, that guarantees that you keep the money and not me. Right. And, because again, it wasn't about, it was not about ego. Me and her actually very much put our differences aside very fast. Because again, same agreement. They've been through enough. Yep. And so... You know, we came to terms very fast. We're very open with our communication over why we fell apart. And we had been dead for years, honestly. We figured out, like I said, not dirty, dirty laundry, but just, yeah, we, fig- we figured everything yeah. out and came in agreement that, okay, it is what it is. Yeah, you know, what we thought was actually, you know, the case. And we moved on. You know, we went, okay, we'll just communicate with these kids. We both knew. We were both in it all the way. And thank God it has been. A, it was a very peaceful divorce. Hell, we were friends on TikTok for a while. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I mean, you know, yeah. once, once you know, you get into a committed relationship, obviously, it's like, let's not make no more of those because I don't want people thinking we're getting back together. Yeah, you know, yeah, I don't want yeah. you thinking there's something going on. So, yeah, we don't do those anymore. But, again, it's just that, you know, that was honestly whenever I was doing those videos, she asked me to help her get her, you know, yep. TikTok going. And I said, cool, yeah, that stuff's fun. I just told her some basic stuff that I did. Not that I'm like a guru or some shit, but I was just like, here's what I've done that just made it fun and grew naturally. Yeah. I don't boost posts. I don't ask people to follow me. I just put my stuff out there. Whatever happens, happens. Yeah, for sure. So here's a, here's a fun one for you before I get to Sam's questions, because I know she has a few for you. All right. So issues you see in the foster system and thoughts of how you think it could be fixed. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) The big ones. Let's say the really big, big, outstanding top three. This one will probably floor people, but I actually had, uh, I actually was on the opposition of the um, American Indian Child Welfare Act. Not that I want it to go away, by no means, but I have my heart broken by it. Because I'm native. Almost full blood. uh, Three quarters. So my foster daughter, my daughter, I call her because I told her whenever I sent her home, I said, no matter what happens in life, if we ever cross paths again, you're my daughter and you'll always have a place in my life. Right. I was devastated when I lost her. She was native like I was. She looked like my baby sister. Honestly, everyone said, when she's older, she's not going to believe you when she finds out that she's adopted. Right. We had everything lined up. Done deal. I'm native, so it's a native home, blah, blah, blah. Out of nowhere, some a family member from the tribe stepped up and said, we're going to step up and take her on. The fucked up part was they were open about the fact that they were going to put her right back in the situation she was in, the very people that they pulled that child out of. Jesus Christ. Literally open about it. Said, this is what we're going to do the second we get this child. Good I Lord. said, no, we're a loving home. We will wow. give her everything. I'm native. I here's my card. I have got a fucking. I got a fucking CD. My native card's right here. Didn't matter. I got Trump because it was a relative. Even though they were open about it, literally word for word said the second we get this little girl, we're gonna take her back over to her mom and dad at the hotel. That's exactly what. And they they gave and they went over there giving it to them like they were gonna find a new loving home better than the one that she was in. Jesus. I was devastated. I ball. I I am not a crier. I cried my eyes out in a car, fucking car wash in Sand Springs, 
two hours late to work, called my boss, told him, I won't say her name on there, but I said she went home. He said, take all the time you need, dude. He knew right away in my voice I was crushed. Again. That's just jacked up. I mean, the fact that they explain to me admitted. how the fuck that, that protected a Native American child. Didn't. It didn't. That was supposed to be my daughter. Yeah. That was she was supposed to be my come home to me in a loving home. Yep. And I literally all I could say to her was, I will always love you. I hope to God when our paths cross again, I know it's you. And know that even when I figure it out, you are my daughter. Yep. Period. She was she was maybe nine months old. I guarantee you at this age. She's probably seven years old. She don't remember me, I've got. But at the same time, I never forgot her. No. Nah. And again, it just crushed me because we were a loving home. Hindsight, we're divorced, chaos, I get it, you know, but they literally were openly saying, we're going to put her back there. We're going to put her back in the situation DHS said was so bad they're going to pull her out of. People think DHS wants to go, gotcha, bitch, we're taking your kids. DHS is overworked, understaffed, underpaid, and underappreciated. They made the fucking paperwork to get more kids in the system. Yep. 50000 are in waiting in Oklahoma. Do you really think they want more work when they're only making salary? No. Working 12 to 14 hours a day? No, they don't. No. I mean, part of That's my job... That's last resort. Part of my job was trying to make sure, you know, kids were safe and, and everything. And as a mandated reporter or whatever... You know, I had to make several hotlines. And they would ask me, do you think they should be in this home? And I... If I told them no, it didn't matter. Like, they would, oh, no, we didn't find anything wrong. Okay, but there are marks on this child. There's bugs in their hair for years. They're, like, they're getting turned in for truancy because of said situations. But we can't remove them, so what does it take? Yep. Exactly. What does it take to get this child in a safe home but you're not afraid to remove someone because someone saw them get spanked in a parking lot? Okay. I got spanked so much. <laughs> I still get spanked. Oh, my bad. <laughs> That's different. We were dating. <laughs> oh gosh. You sure you want me on the show? That... That that, <laughs> that, uh, that right there is a uh, part of a new uh, episode we're gonna be streaming. Uh, playing the cards right after dark. <laughs> right? Oh, I got some friends that would love to be on that show. They gonna make me blush. <laughs> and I may or may not have dated. We won't go there. That's playing your cards right in a different meaning. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I'll leave you to that one. Hey, I mean, <laughs> hey, that could just be me and Jay playing your cards right. Late night edition. <laughs> that could get awkward. That could. That could be fun, too. It would be hilarious. You know, it would be a fun idea just for a rant, just for just kind of like, for later later podcast. I've literally got one of my favorite games of a questionnaire where you can ask smart-ass questions called Loaded Questions. Dude. Hmm. Oh, yeah, I know that game. Just kind of an idea, you know, whenever, you, you could literally have, we could literally have yourself an episode of Willy Nilly where it's like, all right, we're going to draw this card, and Gene, we're asking this question, and or Matt, you know, we're asking, you know, Dr. Sam this, and it's... Just, it's like, be ready for the random question. That would be kind of fun. I think the next time you have, we have you on, let's do that. Let's do that. I will literally bring that over. That cool. Is, that is, like, my favorite board game to play. Your questions for Gene, if you have any. I feel like we've covered quite a few. Um, I feel like we covered them. Mostly. Cool. So now that we did the serious part, we can have the fun part. Oh, goody. <laughs> Random willy-nilly fun time. Oh, yeah. 
Because why got, not? I got the relationship questions here. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. You know what? Let's do this. <laughs> Let's do this. Yes. Let's do this. I'm last. The questions are Oh, right God. There we go. This could get interesting. <laughs> I said I should do fine. In the words of the great Jake the Snake Roberts, I've got a successful marriage under my belt. Nobody died. <laughs> right? Okay, Matthew. Oh, God. In relation to Gene, what does your partner do that makes you laugh the hardest? Partner, hold the hell up. I wait, 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 I think you need to. I I I think as far let's let's rephrase the question of friendship, friendship. (laughs) whatever. I like my shit over thirty five years. What have (laughs) what have we not done that's made you laugh? I would think the funniest one had to be Stillwater when I was talking shit to the cicada. (laughs) (laughs) Yup. Dear God in heaven, I'm seriously sitting there. We're walking down Stillwater, and I am drunk as hell because, and I'm also honestly, I've got edibles in my system. Like, I, I got a, I got a thing of Sprite, and I got one of those little syrup bottles of two yep. milliliter edibles. Great flavor. So I make this purple Sprite drink, shotgun that all the way to Stillwater, and then yep. we have a couple shots of tequila, a couple yep. beers. Yep. All of that to say, I'm walking down the streets of Stillwater from Eskimo <laughs> Joe's to that strip mall with all the beers on it yep. from college. And I'm talking shit to a cicada on its back that's still alive. And I'm sitting there, and I have my camera on because I know, I mean, I wasn't TikTok back then. I mean, I was, but it was not what it is now. Yeah. But I was just doing, because I mean, if I find some funny shit, you can post it. And I have my camera rolling, and all of a sudden Matthew goes, I think that cicada's dead. I went, he ain't dead, he's been drinking. <laughs> and out of nowhere, my drunk high ass is sitting there talking shit to cicada. <laughs> What I tell you about messing with my whiskey, you drunk bastard? I'm kicking it with my, I'm kicking at it with my foot. I don't actually hit it, but I mean, I'm kicking around it, you know, just goofing around. That would have been the funniest damn thing if that had been like, he's not hitting me with these. Oh, you know what? Fuck it. And right in my face, that would have been the funniest damn thing. That yeah. would have went on TikTok. Oh yeah, oh yeah. But again, no. I'm just like, again, I'm like, I'm canning over this thing with a camera, and I'm like trying to. You know, swing my foot around like I'm actually like, kicking at him. Like, get up, you drunk piece of, you drunk bastard! You're gonna be late for work again. <laughs> no, I, I definitely think in uh, 35 years we've, uh, good lord, some of the uh, stories from some of the dumb shit we did in your backyard, my backyard, in the neighborhood. It was a time when I think we said that's what she said like 50 times in a row, and it was legit. Yeah. <laughs> I tell you, uh, even, when you, even when somebody blurted out, Stop, I'm going to pee! That's what she said! <laughs> yep. I mean, literally everything we spun. Oh, God. Hell, th- th- this is why we're a dangerous combination. Because we, we have stories, we have laughs. It, it's, it can get, I mean, reunion could be fun. Yeah, for those that don't know, our 20-year high school reunion is coming up uh, for Jinx. And... I just, uh, and, and only because this guy's going is the reason I'm going, because I'm like, I was a loner in high school. I'll be damned if I go over and be like, hi, everybody, I'm going to sit alone like I did last time. <laughs> We're going to be, you know what's going to happen. We're going to be in the freaking corner of the damn place laughing our ass off, and everyone's going to be like, what the fuck is going on over there? The same thing that happened in high school. <laughs> <laughs> Smart ass shenanigans, that's what's happening over here. Only now there's whiskey involved. 
Beer me! That last time there was just wine coolers 20 years ago. Now we're more whiskey because we're doing man shit. <laughs> we were doing Boone's Farm back then. <laughs> yeah, that glorified Kool-Aid shit. Oh my god. Oh my god. And you, you're just long for the ride. I mean, you're, you're in trouble. Apparently. I mean, you know, she's used to us after two years. I mean, my God. The first time she met me, I'm at the rooftop bar. We're both in suit and ties, and I'm filming somebody with their bare ass sitting out of a chair. And I'm like, it's a full moon tonight. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> oh, dear God. I'm like, his whole butt cheeks are hanging out of <laughs> yeah. that chair. Is he doing that on purpose? What the hell? I'm getting the camera. It's a guy. Fuck it. I'm going to jail if it's a woman, it's a guy. I'm taking a picture of his butt and sending it to all my friends. I sent that out to like 15 people. They're like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Many things. I'm part of medication. So. That's some plumber's crack if I've ever seen one. Plumber's crack? That was Plumber's Canyon. <laughs> it was pretty bad. I, mean. I so, wanted to shout out, are you doing that on purpose? You knew we would have turned around because you'd been like, who's talking? You know. <laughs> That was a good freaking night. I kept blurting out how drafty it was. What if he perked his head up? He wouldn't. He was too hammered. Obviously. The guy in the John Wick suit's talking shit. Let him. He might be. You feel that draft yet? Looks like you have another one. Don't you I God. do. I picked this one out just for you to answer. Oh, God. If Gene had to fill in for you at work, what would happen? Chaos. <laughs> Right there. <laughs> the dude makes acid sulfur. Is it sulfur? Yeah, sulfur acid. acid for a living. I don't know shit about that. Something's melting. <laughs> Might be you. Probably. I'll be like, well, shit, there was my arm and my tattoo. It's gone now. I've got one hand left. I'm not doing that again. I get a call. Matthew, what, here's what happened. What do you mean, what did I learn? Yeah, not to do it again. I can't afford to do it again. <laughs> well, just just getting in the uh, the ultra, the clean room or whatever, that would be hilarious. Seeing you in the freaking bunny suit and everything. and I would yeah. sneeze on the screen and be like, damn it! <laughs> this room was clean! God I, damn it! I would, have that, I would have that hazmat suit over the big screen and just let me sit there. All right, we're clean and chew! Damn it. I'll be right back. I need some Windex. What? I can't see shit? Well, wipe it. I kind of can. It's inside. <laughs> shit, my hand's burning. Oh, there was my hand. Whoopsie. There was my hand and my elbow and damn it. <laughs> the Tulsa plant would have its first recordable injury in a long time. <laughs> okay, flip it. What would happen if Matthew was a realtor? Could be interesting. Hmm. Could be very interesting. Oh, and a better one. Uber driver. Uber driver? Yes, that's my interesting. God. One. That's giving me stories in three months already. That that would it'd be fun. Yeah, it'd be fun because I, I like driving. So yeah, oh my god, it, it, it would be fun. The the only thing I don't think I would particularly care for would be the uh, people who throw up in your car. That that would be a little. Hmm. Luckily, I haven't had that yet, but I will tell you that I will get paid a decent amount of money by Uber if they do that as a cleaning. Fee. Yep, yep. But at the same time, I really, really don't want to go home to my house with my car smelling like dark liquor and daddy issues. <laughs> yeah. Even Dr. Sam healed her that one. She was like, oh, shit. Yeah. That's when they come see her. Yeah. It's like, oh, I know that smell. Someone's got problems. <laughs> Someone's got regret. And not regret spelled correctly, but regret. Yeah, regurgitate. 
Uh, oh, dear yeah, God. I will say the funniest one was I was picking up this lady at 2 o'clock in the morning from the casino. And I mean, you know, stereotypical, you know, in the case of like, you know, mid-40s. Why she was wearing a leather coat in July. Apparently the casino's cold. I don't go very often. But she was wearing a leather coat in July in the middle of the night. Mid-40s, divorcee, you know, won the house. Nice. You know, and I know this because she told me. I'm not guessing. <laughs> Drunks tell you everything. Yep, yep. But we get to the car. At first, she's stone quiet. I'm like, okay, fine. That happens. Yep. If they don't want to talk, I'm quite a church man. <laughs> you know, but then I know where she goes. So, you ever had a drunk chick throw up in your car? <gasps> <laughs> I rolled the window down. I'm like, aim that way. Because I have no Walmart sacks yet. And I'm like, shit, aim that way. I can go to the car wash in the morning. Please not on my carpet. Because I'm not driving to Kelly where my best friend's shop back is. Because he's going to be like, what the hell happened now? Oh, please tell me. <laughs> so anyway, that's not the end of the story. Oh, Jesus Christ. We're going down the road. This lady accuses me of taking a wrong turn about uh, over and over again. Problem is, we're on the freeway. There are no turns. <laughs> Ma'am, that's a creek. That's going to hurt if I turn there. <laughs> well, I swear you made the wrong turn. What map are you using? I said, Google. <laughs> I am the sarcastic in my cab. If you rolled in my cab, you know I. my goal is to make you laugh just like on my TikTok. Because yeah. that's tips. That's actual money. Yeah. And yeah, you do make more money when you make them laugh. And it's getting easier. Good practice <laughs> at talking in front of people because I'm only assuming if something is funny on TikTok. I say the same joke on, on the, in my cab, and they're like, huh? I'm like, oh, shit, I'm not that funny. <laughs> or maybe something's wrong with them, I don't know. But anyway. <laughs> but, like, but yeah, um, where was I at this shit? I got the rabbit hole. Throwing up. Throwing up, yes. <laughs> I was going to say, the question is, what would happen if you filled in for you at work? But it's okay. I get these tangents. <laughs> he's used to it. Because I'll tell the oh, story, and he's like, he yeah, He gets said. into these tangents. We're both the same way. Yep. <laughs> Damn. But yeah, she ended up driving. I didn't know she ended up driving. No. <laughs> G got in the back seat and was like, let's go. I'm like, all right, your turn, bitch. I'm like, what happened? I'm living dangerously with my car. That's what I'm doing. What the fuck else? It's going to be on TikTok later. I'm going to be live. You won't believe the shit I'm doing right now. Anyway. Um, so anyway... We get to you get to her house. Of course, finally she realizes I'm getting her to the right location. She's actually really cool. Like between these weird, drunk blonde moments, she was actually pretty damn cool. So by the end of it, she tips me pretty good. Like I made like twenty bucks in cash. She nice. almost gave me a couple hundreds, but she's like, "Whoa, wait a minute! I almost gave you those." I was like, "Damn!" <laughs> I thought you thought you really liked me. I was like, "I saw those hundreds. I thought, oh damn, she thinks I'm cute too." <laughs> Never mind. She put the hundreds away. I'm not that cute. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> no, I think it'd be fun. Being a realtor? Mm. All I'm going to say is neither one of you should fill in for me at work. <laughs> oh, you, come on. You would probably not be what, allowed to be fun? Yeah, Right? <laughs> I mean, I do that sometimes on TikTok in my DMs a little bit. I mean, I... Well, I do have a public defender I'd let you guys deal people, with. Which is nice. Yeah. Listen, listen. Determining if someone should be let go from the mental health hospital would be fun. Oh, I'm the first one that's gonna. They're gonna look and go, "What the fuck is wrong? Why are you going to him for advice?" <laughs> he needs a couch and maybe a hug me jacket. He's gonna hug himself right now in that white jacket. What? What? What are you here for? Doc, what am I here what? for? <laughs> you're, like, you're the court liaison. <laughs> be like, oh shit. Yeah. 
Uh, Your Honor, uh, no, I did not do that. Oh, wait, that's that's the wrong court. Sorry. Uh. They're calling it this. I'm calling it hilarious and smartassery. <laughs> Your Honor, Your Honor, uh, oh, oh, well, why is the duct tape coming towards my mouth? What's going on here? Oh, shit. <laughs> why is that, why is that, uh, Sheriff's Officer? Oh, crap, he looks pissed. <laughs> Duct tape, so that's what happens when you're found in contempt of court. <laughs> I'll be damned. I would have done that a long time ago. Well, Your Honor, if I'm going out swinging, I'm going out swinging. Well, <laughs> in my so situation. So I've got three seconds to say whatever the fuck I want. <laughs> right? If I'm already going to jail, fuck it. Let's make it hilarious. I'm going to make the judge giggle. The benefit of my court, though, is the judge just has to turn the off button. And then they're gone. And then it just ends. Like, video good. off or mute? Because if I know I'm being muted, I've got a whole video. Oh, damn. Like, yeah, like they will end, like, they will completely shut off the video for well, the well, patient see, who's the, getting irate. See, this this is this is why we need you to get back to in-person, so, you know, Your Honor, this is bullshit! I mean, bullshit! Uh, crap. <laughs> no, see, but then I got four deputies that would take care of the situation. Well, no, no, see, it would be more of if we were in your shoes. Oh, Oh, doing court. Oh, dear God. <laughs> Your Honor, I think this guy right here is a fucking lunatic. Oh, shit, I can't say that. He's a fucking idiot. Oh, crap. Uh, fuck. <laughs> like, what happened? Well, the doctor went to jail. <laughs> <laughs> if you say that one more time, what? <laughs> and Dan? <laughs> you say that one more time, you're going to go to jail. For how long? <laughs> I'm thinking... <laughs> 24 hours. Well, you know, I can really use a vacation. You should, you should not have said that. <laughs> I'm gonna do it! We're gonna put you in the padded room. Oh, you are? <laughs> see, but see, I work mental health court. So, you... <laughs> there <Yeah>. is no jail. <laughs> exactly. You get taken to the unit, and then you're just You just get take pills. <laughs> right? <laughs> now, if you're lucky, you get the booty darts. Three of them. Don't Ooh. teach me this shit! <laughs> Damn it, next time we're in traffic court, what happened? You got booty darts! How do you get booty darts in traffic court? You see, I was over at the mental health place a little earlier. What happened was. <laughs> your Honor, your, your uh, I mean, uh, Officer, uh, uh. You get 10 milligrams of something, 2 milligrams of Ativan. Ativan? You sound like you sound And like 50 milligrams of uh, Benadryl. <laughs> Well, you know, I mean, that's whenever, (laughs) you know, the cop pulls you over and you're like, Officer, I just got booty shots. (laughs) That's why I was speeding. (laughs) Not because I'm hammered. (laughs) Oh, just take me back to the mental health place. Don't take me to to county. Take me to the mental health place. They're more fun. (laughs) Well, if you really want to mess with the cop, just sit there silent staring ahead, not saying a word, license registration. Well, don't be rude, Elvis. Say hi. There's no one in the seat next to you. <laughs> what the fuck? All right, I need backup. That's when they call my team of deputies yeah. say, we got one for you. Come on over. <laughs> and they send four to six of them to <laughs> come the next time you. I need a, you know what? The next time I need three days off, I'm going to do that and be like, all right, 72-hour psych ward. Yay, three days off. No one comes after me. Actually, it's five days now. Oh, even better. <laughs> Where's Black Bear been on TikTok? Shit! Did they ban him? What the hell? And you're also assuming we don't have you court committed to stay longer. They may never find me. <laughs> I haven't 
been to get a hold of Gene. Have you seen Gene? Oh yeah, he's at the hospital. He's what? To, he's about to be a clip on a YouTube video of TikTokers. Where are they now? We don't fucking know. It's real hush hush, and we don't know why. He said something about Hillary Clinton, and he was gone. <laughs> No, we have a lot of cousins of Joe Biden that come really? in. Well, Interesting. That's what they say. <laughs> Interesting. Now, one of them was African-American, so I'm going to go out on him and say that he's not. <laughs> Could be wrong. Man, I mean, you know, I mean, I don't know. Did Does Joe sniff his kin? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. That's even creepier. Um, I've also had, oh, what's that guy's name? Ugh. Some country singer's wife. Dear Lord. Yeah, but she was also like some like pop. The the, the bigger question star. is, have you had any of Trump's? Because you know Oklahoma, you know. We're, well, we're... no, because that's not our current president. Well, no, but I mean, you know, there probably was when he was president. Because you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm 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 family man with the orange man. No. See, really? they want to be. They want to be friends with. Oh, Biden they're saying they're kin with the president. Okay, yeah. like they're, like they're trying to get pulled. Okay, I'm like trying to figure this out. Like, okay, what's the point of telling me this shit? <laughs> uh, today, I had one who said she was John Benny Ramsey, <laughs> and is older than all of us. So, <laughs> ma'am, <laughs> that's a conspiracy theory on YouTube. <laughs> you can take your pills. But she also believes that her outpatient provider thinks that she killed Prince Charles' son. But she's adamant she did not. And we're like, well, that's they're good to know. still alive. <laughs> and yeah, I couldn't get no, no. because our sarcasm would make them worse. <laughs> I, I, okay, I remember this one time. I, I, horrible story, but I'm not in the mainstream anymore, so fuck it. What are they going to do? Fire me? I'm already quit. <laughs> I was in collections. Story time. Story time. <laughs> I was in collections, and I remember this one time there was this debtor, that I'm going to call it that because that's what the fuck they were. Yep. Um, who told me that the reason he quit paying his car payment was because, and the way he said it kind of cracked me up. He says, well, I was going to keep paying my bill, but my grandmother paid it. Well, what happened? She died. And there was this pause. And I almost blurted out, well, what'd she do that for? Luckily, I didn't. <laughs> Would have ended that day if I said that. Oh my God. <laughs> I mean, that's just so But again, I was like, damn, you just put it like it's an inconvenience. Like, how dare you? <laughs> how dare you fucking die? Kick the bucket like that. I got bills to pay, Grandma. <laughs> like, wow. I mean, is that. I mean, I've heard of people saying, like, you know, you that that happens, but I was like, damn, like, literally no compassion. Jesus. Although, That's... to be fair, I've had them throw it at me, and I had no compassion either, because I had to work Christmas Eve my first year of collections, and I hated that shit. None of us wanted to be there, but I had a naughty list. If they pissed me off, I called them Christmas Eve morning, when I legally could. Yep. First. I mean, I was that's what I was supposed to do with my job. I was like, yep. well, you are first in line. And this one lady, I'll never forget her, she told me to go, she told me to go fuck myself the first time. <laughs> that didn't go well, because I called her on Christmas <laughs> Eve that morning, and she goes, oh, for the love of Christ, it is Christmas Eve. Don't you have a soul? I went... Not really. Now back to your bill. <laughs> she didn't want to talk to me anymore. Her ass was mortified. Yeah. I couldn't help it. I was like, no, not really. I work in collections. Let me hang that shit at the door. <laughs> See, this would be the problem, story time, for <laughs> you if you actually did go to the mental health hospital. <laughs> your smart asses, they'd be like, 
this guy fucking serious or not? Like, oh, we're this, fucking confused. Oh, Which this? is why they would have you court committed, because they would need the time to figure it out. Can I bring my camera to do TikToks? <laughs> we're going to no. find out if the bear is crazy. Oh, you want to hold my camera. What's the dart for? <laughs> Listen, we'll let you have the video footage. <laughs> we're going to, it's like, the dart's in his butt. Now we're going to film his ass. <laughs> Quite literally. Yeah. <laughs> when your roommate's going, hey man, you're like, oh shit. <laughs> Alright, we're gonna turn on YouTube type of conspiracy theory. This is gonna be good. <laughs> no, see, all all you need to know is extreme religious beliefs that are shit, so I'm out of this religious. world. Or, <laughs> or the government's out to get you. That's it. That's all you gotta focus on. And then you'll fun. figure it out. <laughs> that would have good be more fun. Don't get me wrong, I do talk about God on camera and I am a Christian, but I'm not religious. I don't like religion. Yeah. At all. A big one we hear is... Um, religion's taking some of my best friends. <laughs> the government's coming and, to get me. <laughs> I don't like religion. No, no, we don't hear that one. We, we don't hear that one a lot. We hear a lot of, God told me to do this, and then it's a really bad thing. And we're like, that's not what the Bible says. And I'm like, it says right here. And then me, with a minor in biblical studies, I'm like, but what does it say here? And they're like, what? No. No, no, no. I, I like the more governments out to get me people. Those are the more fun people. That is more fun. <laughs> right? They show me cool videos where I'm like, damn, maybe that is the case. <laughs> right? <laughs> My God. Although there is some that, I, uh, there's some that I'm like, yeah, that, that's really happening. Oh, yeah. There's definitely some out there where you're just like, uh, well, shit. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck I believe now. <laughs> Who really shot JFK? <laughs> Right. <laughs> we don't get a lot of those kinds of conspiracy theories. I we get a, a lot of them that like refuse to use the internet or cell phones, and will only communicate by handwritten notes because <coughs> the government is listening. And well, Alexa's listening all the time. <coughs> oh, I <don't> know. <laughs> as much as I'm on camera, I stopped giving a shit a long time ago. I'm like, enjoy the fucking show. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Get a laugh while you're looking through my shit. Yeah. <laughs> kind of, yeah. I just I, I did a video on TikTok one time. This guy did this. It was obviously satire, but he's like, "I'm the FBI agent. I watched your TikTok, and the first thing I said on it was, i 'I'm sure you have a drinking problem.' At this point. <laughs> I am. I mean, you know. Yeah, well, we're definitely next time we uh, we do a podcast, we'll definitely have to do the uh, loaded questions. Yeah, most definitely, because... I mean, the couple's questions were pretty good. Oh, you got any more? Keep them yeah, coming. You've been coming. asking Matthew. It's my turn. Yeah. he got two turns now. Let's let's go. Let's get some good ones here. Uh-oh. Uh-uh. Shit. Never mind. Uh, ask Matthew. No, this one is good. This one is good. I had to think about it to be like, I don't understand. I understand it. Do you eat differently when you're alone? Hmm. Do I eat differently when I'm alone? Hmm. That's interesting. I don't really think about that one. Honestly, um, not really. Just because I'm kind of a creature of habit when it comes to my manners. Mm-hmm. Well, we got people over here like this one. I might that eats noodles. in a certain certain pattern. I mean, I might, sl- <laughs> I might slurp my that's noodles. Not, powder, that's not, that's not, I don't, I look at, when I see this question, I think like, Healthy versus unhealthy versus oh. snacking versus real meals or 
I don't know. I mean, it could be those it, two. I, I see the way he's kind of it, though, too. Because, I mean, <clears throat> you know, whenever you're alone, you'd be like, blah, 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 blah. And whenever you're in public, you're like, oh, yes. You know, well, actually, I'm more of the opposite nowadays. Like I said, I mean, I don't, being on the road all the time like I am, I don't really have to pack food down because you sit in a car. Yep. Not a lot of engine burns, so I really don't need to consume a lot. Yep. Don't get me wrong, I get all that I need. It's not a case of that, but it's like I eat mostly vegetables and, you know, stuff like that now. I do eat my proteins, you know, like I grill my chicken and everything like that, but when I'm on the road, I'm like I, I don't do any carbs, period. Now, when I'm with family, I will eat like I used to. But when you eat clean for so long, that's a big fucking mistake. No, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because you will be able to feel so sick. <clears throat> oh, yeah, for sure. I'll at least eat normally. Like, say, for example, football season's coming up. Yep. I'm going to bust out some hot wings. I'm going to bust out, you know, the good foods. Yeah. For those. I will say, for me, I'm, I'm a snacker. But when I'm over here with Matthew, I don't snack quite like I usually do. No, we don't really snack too much. I mean, sometimes I'll make popcorn or something and be like, ooh, ice cream sounds good. But, like, at, when I'm at my apartment, I don't make full meals. Yeah. Like, I might make, like, a main dish, but then I'll have, you know, just a little of that, and then I'll want to snack, like, before bed or something. Cooking's <laughs> very therapeutic for me. Yep. Um, I my ex-wife did teach me a lot about cooking and then uh, also, you know, some things you can make from scratch. So I started studying in on that a little bit. So for me, like, if I'm by myself, I pretty much just eat, like I said, raw vegetables or fruits or, mm-hmm. you know, snacks that are, you know, healthier. See, but and I'm more cook, likely more to do like, that. Yeah, when I cook, it's more for when I have a group thing going, you know. You guys have had my <laughs> cooking. Yep. Uh, but yeah, my favorite, like I said, my favorite was just... I like doing those things. I like being, you know, my friends and family. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it would be different just depending on... I will I'm. say, like, when I, you know, cook for myself, I make pretty much the same things just because I'm not, like, I would love to cook. I'm just not the best at it. Yeah. I leave a lot of that to him. I think I've only cooked for you twice. Something like that. And it's not because I don't want to. It's just because I'm not... Let's just be honest. You are a good cook. And I bake. Yeah. This 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 one would be great for uh, playing your cards right after dark. All right. <laughs> that would be a good one. That's a loaded question right that there. That is a very loaded question. I have to tread lightly on that one because I may piss an X off or two if I did so that one. Too, so. The fuck are you talking about that on that the podcast? <laughs> well... Bob was rolling stone. Oh, 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 here, here's, right. a, here's a good one for... Okay, uh, probably a little more towards uh, playing cards right after dark, but... Alright. Is it more important for a couple to have great conversations, lots of laughs, or great sex? Great sex. <laughs> Me and my ex-wife make the best of friends. Need I say more? Yeah. We're divorced. Yeah. It's a thing people taboo it, and no. Um, you need to have, well, you do need to have great communication, but you really need to have both. But I had a great friendship with my ex-wife and yeah. Yeah. I'm playing the communication card. Of course you are. But I also think communication is the cause of a lot of, if not all, 
problems. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if there were effective communication, those other two areas could improve. They can. They can. Ooh. I ended up just becoming buddies with when it came to communication, which I mean, I still will communicate, but at the same time, um, I really think that, I mean, I don't really believe in love languages anymore. I found out love languages are nothing more than what you were neglected from as a child. And I was like, well, damn, there went the romance of that shit. <laughs> but it was physical touch. And for me, you know, it's one of those where, you know, I'll keep my hands to myself unless I'm in a relationship. Yep. And then that person, I can keep my hands off of them. Yep. So for me, you know, being that it was physical touch, <coughs> you know, for me, that's important. Mm-hmm. You know, I've already, I've already been divorced. And trust me, I don't. I basically told my last girlfriend, I'm not getting divorced twice. So either I said, and I also, I have some, it's a whole other can of worms you can get me on this topic on that. But like I said, it was just, I've had the communication where you were the best of friends with that person. You actually got along great. Yep. But then, you know, the other aspect of it is if you're not having sex, your roommates. Yep. Your buddies. Yep. Totally. I mean... If it's if it's not if you're not having sex with your partner, then what the fuck are you doing? I mean, and it's and it's one of those things where I believe it has to be organic. Yes, it has to be. I don't believe in routine. I don't believe in chore. I mean, because yep, too many people do that, and like I hate the term date night. I hate terms like that because when the more structured it gets, the less spontaneous, the less fun, the less attractive. Makes sense. You know, it's like, okay, what's date night? We go out to eat, we watch a movie on the big screen, and we fall asleep halfway through, we go home and go to bed. That was most date nights for most couples. That shit is boring. You know, again, it's like, what you want... I'm a firm believer in having cool-ass stories to go with, you know, whatever you're doing. You know, I mean, the perfect one I just gave you the other day was where I mentioned I went to, well, our favorite bar, Route 66. You know? And I had taken a date out there. And it was first date. We had originally met it. We were ready to meet. We were going to see how the chemistry was as just friends. And it was a mutual thing. It wasn't like she was friends with me or I was friends with her. We, we were in online dating. We didn't know each other. So we're like, let's see what each other's like in person. Well, she sure shit found out. And by the end of the date, we were both like friends. All right, so we're dating. <laughs> um, but in, in, that, in that instance, we were going to the rooftop bar. And I was showing her my favorite place, get an old-fashioned, everything like that. We get on the rail. We get towards the elevator, and there's another couple there. This lady looks like a doppelganger to Carrie Underwood. I mean, straight up. I mean, she's fucking gorgeous. Yeah. And had the attitude of the boot, from what I hear. Shit. Because she didn't. It was apparent she was not a fan of me and Liz being on this elevator with them. I don't give a shit. When that door closed, I fucked with her. We we're sitting in the elevator. And I was like, uh, excuse you. <laughs> Man, the boyfriend looked at me pissed for a second. I'm like, oh, what? Did you do that? <laughs> I automatically caught him like, uh, and I'm like, Ugh. and I went back to being playing like I was just like, rude. <laughs> I have never, that couple hauled ass off that elevator. Like, get the fuck away from them. We're going to the same bar on the roof, so they sit in this corner over there by that part of the bar. We're over here at this corner, and I'm just like looking over, just like, I'm old fashioned being like uh, in Spider Man 3 with uh, Harry whenever he has that big old smile. Yeah, yeah. He's like, ah, gotcha. <laughs> and, yeah, Liz laughed her ass off. That's the date. Yes. Now, I mean, now, 
in our defense, we do do date night. Mm -hmm. But that's because both of us work crazy ridiculous sometimes hours. And it's a little more structured for just ease. But, like you're saying, we don't stick to doing the same thing every week. The thing I think mm -hmm. I would have to have in a relationship is I have to have somebody that they make me laugh as hard as I make them laugh. Yep. Well, and for us, our quote-unquote date night sometimes is as simple as coming and having dinner and then just talking. And then yep. that's it. Or, and then maybe over the weekend we do something a little more. Well, we also did it too because originally of, you know, weekends mm -hmm. before you lived in Tulsa. Yeah whatever and even whenever we first got here it was we don't know what the weekends were like because i was working weekends mm -hmm. and we kind of made it to where hey during the week let's have one night where it's just you and me yeah because weekends we might go hang out with this guy or yeah you know whatever not to say that we don't enjoy hanging out with you but at the same time we gotta have you gotta have your us time your us time yeah. because that's important well and that was us making that a priority yes and so even though we work similar hours most of the time. Most of the time. Um, it's still nice to have that to look forward to in the middle of a week. Yeah. Because I know for me, I love my job. I do not love our public defender. <laughs> and come Wednesday, I've dealt with her for two days. And I know on Friday, usually it's going to be bad. Mm -hmm. And so for me, it's nice to have that time to be in a safe place with my person and just not worry about life. Yeah. Yep. Not not focus on work or what I need to get done or, you know, at some points it was my school. I don't have to focus on that because that time is set aside for me and you to do whatever we wanted. Mm-hmm. And it could be going out to a new place to eat or it could be watching CSI Miami or Law & Order or whatever we have on. Mm -hmm. And and that is what I need, you know, because that's 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 me. Here, here here's a fun one. Yeah. <laughs> what job did you have during your teenage years? Is the original question, but I'm add on that sucked. <laughs> McDonald's. Hmm. Why? I mean, I already kind of answered earlier. Yeah. Why? Because it's McDonald's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, I was the only person not high on my shift. <laughs> um, for starters. Um, Why does my quarter pounder have extra quarter pounder? <laughs> that was a bigger deal back in the early 2000s. Yeah. Now you're And like, we're talking like 2004-ish. Now you pull the McDonald's or Ohio, you're like, yay, the fries are going to be badass. <laughs> right? <laughs> but... It wasn't terrible when I first started because when I first started, I had a really good friend who worked there yeah. and we got the same shift because we were both in band. We both had same schedule, school schedules, things like that. Well, then he eventually quit. And so then I was stuck with all of these people that I didn't have anything in common with because I did not get high <laughs> at work. <laughs> Yeah. You know? That's special. Okay. At work. Well, uh, <laughs> you're not at work for it's a damn waste. Anyway. Um, God, I, I can be still when I do it. I'm like, I'm not going anywhere. Shit. That's like Uber was, high. What the hell would I want to do that for? It was so bad. I don't. <laughs> you scared of the green light? Oh, shit. It changed. You're not supposed to. It was so bad.
so bad. I don't even remember if I gave a two-week notice when I quit. Because I can't remember giving one. But uh, I had one One of my managers bought a car from my dad. Yeah. Didn't pay. Because he was on a payment plan. Didn't pay. So, dad came up one day and repoed his car um, while I was working. And I'm like, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, hey, you get to change the grease today. I'm sorry. And I had one manager who was just hateful to everybody, um, especially those of us who were in school. I mean, we were high school kids. Like, we didn't get there till 4 o'clock because school got didn't get out till like, I think something weird, like 3.07. So we didn't have time to get changed, get across town, and get there by 3.30 when she would have preferred even though shift started at four. Can you imagine being high at work and then hearing on the speaker? Uh, yeah, I'd like some uh, uh, fries with that. God. You'd be like, God? <laughs> what? Uh, well, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't be here's that extreme. The thing. I, it would I more work along, drive I'm trying to think of what it would be like, and it would more along with the lines that I would do. Be like, All right, welcome to McDonald's. What can I get for you? How's your day going today? <laughs> that sounds wonderful. Yeah, I'm hungry too. What do you want? You haven't said anything yet. <laughs> you want a hamburger? What kind of hamburger? One or two patties? Oh, a quarter pounder. Shit. You're right. We don't sell those. Hold on a second. What meal are we making? What? No- oh, you want the value meal. Okay. That makes it a lot easier. Let me quit typing this shit in and type the other stuff in. Well, I will say I worked window most of the time. And back then, the only people who had the earpieces was whoever was taking the drive through orders and the manager. That was it. Nobody else heard what was going on. And me, I don't hear very well. And so, I don't know how many times I would have to ask them to repeat things. And then my manager would come on and say, are you not paying attention? And I'm like, I legit can't hear them. Like... <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Because. <laughs> what? Like, they were all fitted to where it had to go over your left ear, which is my ear I can't hardly hear out of. Okay. And I'm like, no accommodation there so I could hear better. <laughs> and I'm like, what you, do you want me you, to you do? You know, people are like, I want large fries. And you're like, what the fuck? Huh? I want large fries. Oh, shit. Yeah. You don't got to scream. <laughs> I'd have to say Arby's for me. There was the one time that my dad came in to check on me because I used to work on, like, Friday night, Saturday nights until 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. And so he worked nights at the time, so but he was up. But you can't stay up past 11 now. No. To be fair, I can't either, but then again, I Uber at 2 in the morning. <laughs> so, anyway. Oh, shit, it's 9. Um, I am staying up late now. <laughs> I... This guy comes in with my dad, and my dad's sitting there in his Bronco gear, because, you know, it's my dad. Mm-hmm. And he's just drinking a milkshake, you know, just hanging out, making sure I'm okay. And this guy, we used to have the Ronald McDonald statue, you know, the creepy one. <laughs> oh, is that the one and that had the arm out like that? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yes. Oh my no, 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 it gets better. Oh, God. What, did it move finally? No, no. <laughs> This guy was drunk, okay? Oh, God. And comes up to my dad and says, hey, you see that guy over there? Well, at the statue and says, oh my, my dad God. says, yeah. And he goes, that's John Elway. <laughs> I goes, what? And he goes, oh, don't you see him? That's John Elway. And my dad was like, you're right. Goes over there and puts his arm on. Hey! 
Hey, can I get an autograph? Oh, it would have been better out of sitting here to get me an autograph. <laughs> hey, do me a favor. He also likes you. Go and get an then autograph. I'm just standing bucks. there. Watch him for 20 bucks over there. <laughs> Mr. Elway, that guy needs your autograph. <laughs> can you please give it? I got 20 bucks in line. You, you talk to me, you rude bastard. So I can't figure out, like, what is happening because I'm naive. I don't know what a drunk guy looks like. And my dad comes up to me. I'm not leaving until he leaves. He's drunk. <laughs> okay. That's John Elway. I guess if we start arguing with John Elway. Yep, yep. It would have been better if Ronald fucking actually went, working, but, oh, shit. Now, I did love this job, but I have a hell of a drunk story that I've done I've, from my days uh, waiting tables. <laughs> oh, God. So I was at Village Inn, and I was working as a graveyard server, and there was three guys in there. We were all 6'3", 250 pounds. We looked like a bunch of bouncers waiting tables. This drunk dude comes in. He's a big old fat guy, balding head, suit and tie, just toasted. And I get him to the end of the booth right at the front as close as possible because I'm like, if I go to the second booth, he's going to fall over. <laughs> so I get him to the table, and I mean, I'm, I, I can work with drunks with the greatest of ease. They yep. don't bother me. And so I, go, I was like, okay, I said, like, what can I get for you? you a cup of coffee or something? He goes, I want ice cream. I'm like, you want what? <laughs> I want ice cream. Did you say ice cream? Okay, ice cream it is. I'm like, and our policy was if we got a drunk that's like really gone, we called the manager. The manager got a cab ready. And by the time they got done eating the cabs here, we sent him on his way. Yep. Pretty good system. So I tell him about it. Of course, that's normal. But the thing that wasn't normal was I gave him his ice cream and then went and told the manager. I come back, this motherfucker has a scoop of ice cream in each of his hands, and he is scrubbing it up and down the fucking booth. I hold nothing back. What the hell are you doing? I was not ready for his answer. I'm eating my ice cream. What the fuck's it look like? My bad. Carry on. What else am I going to say? Stop. He thinks he's eating his ice cream. He's rubbing it over the fucking full table. I'm like, I'm not dealing with you right now. It's 2 in the morning. He's the only table, so thank God no one else is in that place at the time. I'm like, I'm going to go smoke. So I come back, and somehow this dude is, he's laying on his back in the booth. This dude has a belly that's peeking over like a sunrise over the table booth. And somehow he rolls in this booth down the floor below, and he's on his back again under the booth. Feet sticking out like the witch, wicked witch of the west. Like, this is getting better and better. <laughs> I finally, we find, the cab finally gets there. He's like, it's late, but he's sleeping it off. We're like, whatever. And finally the cab's here, and we're like, all right, time for him to go. And I go over and tap him at the knee. I'm like, hey, buddy, time to go. Come on, dude. And he's alive. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But, again, I couldn't help myself. He wasn't waking up, and I went, last call. And he sat up by my surprise and then hit the top, hit his head on underneath the table. You saw the salt shakers jump. <laughs> that sobered him up so damn quick. <laughs> Where the fuck am I? What the hell happened? I said, you got drunk and fell asleep under a booth, sir. Don't worry, you still have your pants on. Your cab's here. Let's go. <laughs> I'm not bullshitting. I said every word for word. And then I took him out there. He didn't hear me, apparently. He's like, okay, good. <laughs> Maybe he did hear me. I don't know. He was he was pretty sobered up when he busted his head under the table. I got him to his cab. His car obviously left it there. I mean, you know. Yep. How he got there is a miracle. But, yeah, it was... And then, then once he left, I got the, you know, bucket of hot soapy water, rag, squeegee, and just detailed the shit out of that. And I was like, that's my side work tonight. I'm out. <laughs> that shit took 30 minutes because it was caked on at that point. 
Oh my Mike God. did not argue because he knew if he did, I'd have been like, "Watch me! I don't make but sixty bucks a night. I will go down the street and do it elsewhere." <laughs> I was in college. I didn't give a shit. Nope. Nope. I, I definitely would say mine was uh, probably a toss up between Arby's or Directv. So Directv, that was some funny damn story. That was me. that's some funny shit right there. Yeah, but you also complain more about that one than you do Arby's. But that's why it was funny. Oh. DirecTV, it, it, it was... So let, let, let's, let's, let's frame this correctly here. So I worked 6 p.m. to 2.30 in the morning. So... Oh well, that's God. where you're wrong. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, you, you get, this is back when, you know, you had to... Uh, you could call in for your pay-per-view. So, you know, you got the uh, channel 593 and uh, those channels. The which one are the, I can't find out about. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And, uh, you know, it, it was interesting because the, uh, you know, you, you'd have people be like, hey, man. <laughs> just like, hey. Uh, hey, um, so, uh, I need to get backyard hose, too. And you're just like, do you know? Okay. Because all the pay-per-views, whenever you would order it for them, only showed channel number. It didn't show what the name of the porno was whatever and so I'd be like what channel is it on? I don't know man I just know the title and you're like wait what? wait you're gonna make me look for it now? (laughs) so you know you'd have to go find it and whatever and you'd find it in the guide and you know you'd order it for him and then you just couldn't help but sit there and read the freaking descriptions of what the porno was about and you're just like it got to the point where I was like okay it's like the same guy, like, typing the descriptions for all these pornos, because they sound exactly the fucking same. Like, what the hell? Backyard Hose 4 sounds like freaking, you know, slutty, slutty sluts 2, whatever. You're just like... Wait, what was it called again? <laughs> slutty sluts 2. <laughs> like, they're just extra. No, oh, they're so extra. But I'll never freaking forget it. One guy, he called in, uh... He's like, hey man, hey, so uh, I got some, I got some ladies over here. I'm like, mm-hmm. And then you heard female noises. I was like, oh god, what the hell? <laughs> and then he's like, hey, Those people are real. <laughs> oh yeah. And and, then, and I was like, wait a minute, maybe he's watching the porno. Oh, what the fuck? I don't know. And then I heard him go, hey, stop sucking my dick. I'm trying to order porn. <laughs> I was like, what? Wow. <laughs> well, sir, that's just special. <laughs> Okay, I was not ready for that one. Well, excuse the hell out of me. <laughs> and then, like, the next guy who freaking called who needed a porno ordered, he's like, yeah, man, uh, I need the uh, six-channel block of porn for three hours, which was really popular. <laughs> and I'm like, what are you doing watching that for three fucking hours? Like, what the fuck is going on over there? I'm like, Jesus Christ. And he's like, oh, man, I like to channel surf. I, I like to channel surf between the Playboy and all the other extra spicy channels. And I'm like... Extra spicy. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> I'm like, okay, cool. But nothing was better whenever... Because I worked technical customer service. Hey, man. Uh, I ordered a porno. Okay. And? Well, uh, we're, we're right in the middle of trying to do some action. And uh, my TV's not working. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and? <laughs> I can't fix your TV. Like. 
And it was like, so yeah. So we had a little little glitch there. The uh, editing, we will fix that out. All right. But uh, yeah, freaking six channels of porn for three hours. And uh, you know, and <laughs> he likes the acting. I was like, hey, <laughs> I, was done. I mean, you know. I did, I did have uh, a a client one time who was in foster care, and her mom couldn't understand why the judge didn't want her to have a different job. Come to find out, it's because she was in porno. Oh, and would bring the men home. <laughs> would then cause trauma to the boy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that is. But it's look. like, thought I'd seen it all, and then we got that. So, yeah, I, mean, I, I, I know a guy who actually was who actually was in porn. And, but what's interesting, though, is he told me about the dynamics of it. He said, dude, it's actually the, it, the legit, like the ones you see on the porn. He said, those are the cleanest sets you'll ever find. Oh yeah, he was like everybody is like beyond tested, oh, beyond yeah. everything. He's like, he goes, he goes. It sounds weird to say it like this. He said it's safer to sleep with a porn star than most chicks in a bar. I was like, damn. Yeah, I believe it. Yeah, I, I definitely would well, say. Well, not this one. Yeah, <laughs> not all of them. Shit. Not all. No, no. But no. I, I, I would definitely say one. that uh, Directv was. In the bathroom. It was the uh, the one that. Uh, was uh, challenging and sucked the most. Mainly because of the people who uh, got really pissed off that their TV stopped working. And, uh, yeah. You got called a lot of things, especially whenever you uh, have a high uh, college degree at that point and you get told that you're nothing but a high school dropout and etc, etc. So, that was fun. No, thank you. Probably not as fun as McDonald's, but, you know. McDonald's was not fun. I hated it. Well, I, mean, I went from being a junior lifeguard to that. Yeah, but now you always have the story of a guy thinking Ronald McDonald was freaking John Elway. I mean, I guess that's true. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't get much better than that, I don't think. So... Upcoming shows, we're going to have the shorts, we're going to have um, the um, uh, first game, Tampa. I've been asked to do a book review, so oh. we might include that. Book review? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I don't know what book I'm going to do yet. Uh, we still have the, uh, the Moffat case to look at. Oh, yeah, I should probably do that a little more. I should probably do that. Next time we have... Mr. Gino here on. We're doing loaded Game questions. Night. Yep. That's going to be fun. <laughs> that is so, be so be prepared for a way different podcast than we've ever done at that point. We might actually film that one because that one might get a little That's what fun. I was gonna say. Well, I was about to say, now that we've got a podcast together under our belts, I can go live on TikTok with ease. Yeah. And literally have it set up because, I mean, they got the equipment. We could literally set it up to where we can have the camera right here and then see all three of us yep. and do the live. Yeah. That would be really fun. And that would generate some buzz. Because yeah. you could very easily put, you know, your the channel out there and subscribe. And again, it'd be, be a fun. We could do a uh, YouTube Live and TikTok Live at the same time. Oh, my God. Simulcast. Simulcast it. That'd be awesome. Yeah. I'll, I'll put my platform on there. Listen, my only job I'm hearing is to show up. 
That works. Basically. <laughs> well, of course, you're Dr. Sam. Yeah. Actual Dr. Sam. I am, yes. But not that kind of doctor. Not <laughs> <laughs> that kind of doctor. The kind of doctor that get me locked up. Yes. <laughs> so I don't piss her off. In a padded room. Yeah. Actually, it's not padded. It's yeah. cement blocks. Damn. They like, they like, give Gene the cement room. <laughs> Now, there is a special bed in there. Oh, sure, yeah. I've seen it too, probably. It's my dream, bitch. Uh, plastic. Oh, God. Damn, that's not much better. It's like, yeah, what did Gene do? What did he do? Plastic bed in the concrete room. Oh, God. So, yeah, so, we'll, so we'll, we're going to have have those coming up. We'll have to, maybe we'll have to do that soon. Maybe when I we get back from Tampa. Agree. Yeah, definitely. I'm down for that. This is fun. Yeah, yeah. Because this is his first podcast, everyone, so... I have a very first one to ever be on, and I do plan to have my own. Yep. And, yeah, then I will have you on that one, too. Hell yeah, buddy. This will be fun. Because, again, the other fun thing I'm trying to do that has gotten more attention than the podcast has been I'm wanting to do video game streaming. And so, which, you will have you on there, too, because you do Call of Duty Zombies like I do. Yep. And so the I do too. Is, I just stink. Huh? <laughs> I said I do too. I just stink. Oh well. <laughs> listen, listen. It, it, Every it, group it. has that one player that has to get revived like thirty-eight times. Yeah, like, that's me. That would be about accurate. Someone revive Doctor Sam. <laughs> Son of a okay, hold on. Shit, now I'm down. Well, Matthew, run for it. You, you know what this is going to become though, because every time we play, it gets turned into. Die, motherfucker! Oh, you stupid son of a bitch! <laughs> that was like one we had that one night. It was a PlayStation Five. It yep. Was, which which Black Ops zombies are we playing? Um. It took us three hours to set the damn thing up, and he killed us in three seconds. I'm like, the fuck was that? <laughs> Starting over. No, no, the hell we're not. I'm going to sleep. <laughs> we started over in college. My old ass is going to bed. <laughs> Well, I think that's whenever I first got it, though, and first was, like, getting it set up or whatever, because yeah. I didn't have it that long. That so. was pretty funny that night. <laughs> oh, God, I was pissed. I was like, wait a minute. A minute. Well, then there was the, uh, we, were, we were doing something, whatever, and like, come here, you stupid little zombie motherfucker. <laughs> oh, when I was on the motorcycle. Was the motorcycle? <laughs> yeah. Dear God, I'm chasing this thing down, running him over like Grand Theft Auto. Gene, you're having too much fun. No such thing with a video game. <laughs> Well, there's a uh, there's a level in there that uh, I like to play. There's a tank. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, and then you tell me get in there, and then I have to shoot from it. Well, see, that's my the idea that I have with uh, is I want a video game stream, and like I said, they had mentioned they told me YouTube stream it, but also Twitch was the other one I heard. Yep. And my idea <laughs> is that you know it's obviously a work in progress, but I want to get game or classic game systems going. Because yep. I guess, from what I've heard on Twitch, if you have old video games, they give you shit for it. From what I've heard, fuck it. I want that. I want that attention. Yeah. All right. Talk shit all you want. Most of us are bill collectors. We will beat your ass verbally. Come on. We hey. get a kick out of being talked shit to. Like it, it's weird. I don't know what it is. I swear. I think I may need to have my head examined. <laughs> hey, you got somebody? <laughs> she's done it before, and she's like, uh, well, he, he'll, he'll he'll do. <laughs> he'll be okay eventually. <laughs> Well, the, the bigger thing of it is, I think, that uh, it's just fun. Yeah. And my uh, idea is just to basically, we're all grown. And I, when I did the picture originally, I was like, you know, a bunch of grown middle-aged men. Of course, immediately I heard, you know, why can't females be there? I was like, I never said that. Bring your ass on. 
when we say us and the boys, it's just the group. I was like, none of us are boys. We're all in our mid thirties. Today we go hang out with the men. We're just, just the boys, the fellas. Right? And oh, hell. There's plenty of you know. There's plenty of females that you know. They even call it that. We're hanging out with the boys. Yeah. Or whenever they, uh, when they're when uh, there's three females that are friends of mine that literally are just friends. And yeah, let them be. Yay! There's me females when we're hanging out with the boys. That's yeah. just what we call ourselves. I don't know what to say. But yeah, like I want to have it to where the couple of ideas are where I'd stream stream video games, live commentary, live everything, um, off camera, table with our drinks and mine smoke. Yeah. Anything that we, you know, and all that stuff. But then uh, the other fun part is, you know, obviously getting all of our gamer friends on there because, my God, I'm not the only character amongst all of us. There's a bunch of us. Mm-hmm. But also, my other idea is when it comes to like creators a lot of us play video games a lot of us live stream twitch do you you heard my idea i want to build a tavern and with a building that'll have all my tiktok social media gaming stuff everything in this massive building but i want to put a bar in there design it like a revolutionary war style bar like a tavern kind of like in the movie the patriot yeah that old dark wood or that you know that pub And so, but my idea is, at least with creators I tr- know and trust, not just anybody who's like, hey, I want to, co-, you know, but the ones that would want to collaborate, have that, and let them come out there and you know, collaborate, film TikToks, to hang out, live game stream with us, and start getting to know, you know, creators that way, and just let it grow from there, basically. Yeah. No, that would definitely be fun. Uh, Mr. Rocky has a... Uh co-host has decided to make his daily podcast appearance. He's like, okay, pay attention. Jax is locked in the bedroom because he has zero self-control when people are in the room. Yeah. So. Which one's Jax? I've never met this one. Uh, we can introduce you after. Okay. Yes. yes or yes. if you feel brave, you're welcome to go open the bedroom door. <laughs> Hold on a second. Let me Open at this. your own risk. Hold on a second. Hold on. This, this could be good for the podcast, so we'll, we'll, we'll leave this running here. Hold on a second. This, this, this could get interesting. He's he's 50 pounds, so I think you can take him. 50 pounds? That's him. No. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Bigger. No. No. Hold on. <laughs> he's taller. Damn, you're right at the Height going nose height no. <laughs> I'll meet you in a little bit. <laughs> Damn, he's, he was ready. I was, I was like, cracked the yes. door. Yes. Like, Holy shit! He's probably been there since I told him to go to the room before I opened the door for you to that come inside. Um, super lovable. What kind of dog is he? Uh, Pitbull oh, Terrier. Puppies. I love pit puppies. Let's, let's mm-hmm. put it this way: he failed canine school. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> He's the reject from the canine school. <laughs> he uh, likes people too much. <laughs> you know I, I, I had a puppy like that. I loved her so much, so I could handle it. But yeah, I ain't gonna lie. When I whooped the crack door, boom, I'm like, Cassie? <laughs> My dog was like that whenever I had her. I was like, oh, shit. She's back. Like, when we come back from anywhere and he's been in there... Matthew has to open the door, yeah, and then I let him out so that way he runs straight outside and doesn't try and jump over the couch. 
Because that happens sometimes. <laughs> Listen, you have to be a special dog to fail, fail canine school. For even the ghetto canines are like, what the fuck's wrong with you? <laughs> did you do? Did you shit in the Dean's shoes? Did no. you eat he a dog? He seriously is too friendly. Could, <laughs> could not control himself. They're like, why is he coming home? He's too nice. <laughs> what the fuck? Are you dating him? <laughs> He's too nice. You, you, you know, you know. instead of failing him out of canine school, they should have left him because instead of biting the freaking suspect, they just lick him to death and be like, you know what? Stop! I, it's ah! true. It's true. I tell the him quite often, I tell him quite often, I don't want none. Stop. The drugs are here. Here's my gun. Just stop licking me. Please! Oh. I had a dachshund like that. If there was a man in the room, and even me, she would try to lick his face to the old time, and I'm like, stop making out with my friend. <laughs> he tried to French me yesterday. That was gross. He got a bop on the nose for that one. Well, no. <laughs> well, people, people just got to look at the outro video. Yeah. And they'll see. Yeah. I mean, he, he's cute. He's a sweetheart. He just... If there's more than one person in a room, he just can't control himself. <laughs> Hi, hi, hi. You want to play? You want to play? Yeah. But here's the thing. He doesn't like to play. He will play for about this long. And then he's done. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I wish my kids were like that. (laughs) He also will sleep 16 hours a day. I have ran into absolute exhaustion. Like, I'm about to pass out. And they go, okay, what's next, Daddy? No. Sleep. (laughs) That's what's next for me. We're going to play the quiet game. How much sugar have you had today? None? Crap! <laughs> Is that where we put my coffee? Oh, shit. Now, I will say, you have the veggie straws. If you give him one, he'll be your bestie forever. Good to know. He likes those things. Oh, really? Uh, anything with a crunch? Even that Rocky's is not like, dog food. Yeah, even Rocky's like, what do you got there? <laughs> Jax's favorite snack is plain potato chips. He will do anything for those. Anything. Except listen. No, he'll listen if I've got him in my hand. We're going to pass obedience school for a veggie chip. <laughs> <laughs> How about two veggie straws? And he loves pickles. He's a weird dog. He is. And zucchini and orange peppers. I and carrots. I, am, well, I like all that shit, too. But, French yeah. fries. Um, chicken nuggets. He eats like a kid. <laughs> and then he still thinks he needs dinner. <laughs> yeah, you know. Or eats dinner and still thinks he needs those. I don't know. I remember when I put food away like that. <laughs> right? Not anymore. But when you look at him, he is what we call the skinniest fat dog. Because he eats and eats and eats and eats and eats and is skinny. That's yeah. interesting. Mm-hmm. I wish I had that, bro. Right. <laughs> He's special. Yep. I mean, I just got just got slim after what? You've known me my whole life almost. I have never been slim. Even when we were five years old and you had, you know, we were all naturally just kids, but. I was a naturally shrimp kid. Well, let's just get honest here. You were adorable. Listen, when I was 19, 18, 19, graduating from high school, I looked like I was 14, okay? Be fair, if I shave my face, I do too. 
Well, not so much anymore. I'm getting old, but yeah. Well, you know, kids will do that to you. You are adorable. I'm telling you. I was telling her the other day. We need to have a contest. Who's changed the most since high school? Pitchers. High school pitcher to now. Dude, I will gladly accept that challenge. <laughs> I was like, I'll take that. <laughs> Dude, I don't even look like I did three years ago. Yeah. I, I basically do, I feel like but... I look the same except for my face is rounder. I mean, if we're talking face up. I had a bowl cut. I was clean shaven. I had glasses that were metal frame. I was 320 pounds and had no social skills whatsoever. Yeah. yeah. I had, and then I got introduced to alcohol and I came in my shell. It's like, oh, he's living like that the whole time. I'm like, yeah, I just didn't like people. Yeah, yeah. You know, people are stupid. And it's not getting any better. <laughs> I mean, that's I, the virus that's mutating is stupidity. I was, <laughs> right? I was very fit. Yeah. I was very fit. Uh, yeah, I know. But my face has not changed. At all. You've, you've changed a little bit in two years since we've been together. Senior photo of me. No. But you, you've changed a little bit since... <clears throat> since we've been together. You've lost some weight. Yeah. So... Oh, well. When I don't have a job that wants to eat my soul, and then makes me want to eat my soul. <laughs> oh, you do that? <laughs> in food. Yeah, Interesting. <laughs> <coughs> or caused so much stress that it was hard to get things under control. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we'll probably end her there. Sounds good to me for this week. Yeah, because I got crazy pants to the apartment. Yeah, you know. So yeah, so we'll end her like we always do. You have mental health issue. Nine eight eight. And then just keep remembering playing the cards right, because hey. You never know what might happen. You might meet some weird, crazy, funny fucker like this in an Uber driver <laughs> and uh, have some weird fucking stories to tell. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> I can tell you right now that that has been one of the funnest jobs ever doing Uber because you get to meet people every day. I get to smart off and practice <coughs> people every day. It's been nice. Yeah. So. And if, and if people get on my nerves, I'll just go deliver food instead. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Play your cards right. Never know what'll happen. And, uh, Until next time, everybody, we'll see you later.